This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter, and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com and more of our podcasts at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. And you can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer. And then also, if you're in Indianapolis and a fan of horror movies and want to support a great small community in Indianapolis, go to shocktoberinirvington.com, where tickets are now on sale for the fifth annual Shocktober in Irvington, which is a one-night event screening of short horror films from local filmmakers that is uh includes q and a's with the filmmakers raffles of prizes and uh this year courtesy of our friends at uh geeking in indiana uh we are going to have a cash bar so that's exciting so early bird tickets are currently on sale at sharktoberinervington.com uh that's $6 for one ticket um on September 4th that price is going to go up to $8 but either way if you use the promo code podcast1 when you buy the tickets you'll get $1 off the price of admission um so yeah Sharktober is October 12th 2018 at the Playground Production Studios more information at sharktoberinervington.com so um yeah okay that's that's the spiel that i have and uh back by by popular demand uh, I have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, this is Kirsten Leister. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Burger Lurker. Is there an underscore in there? There is. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I never tweet myself. Yeah. Burger underscore Lurker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Kirsten. You are back after, uh, being on an episode, an impromptu episode, like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. was it? Um, yeah, so, yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on the show again. Um, yeah, we had, um, resoundingly positive feedback on your appearance. That's great. On the podcast. You're welcome. So, thank you. (laughs) They were all fake accounts that I made so that, uh, to make you feel better. Really, just to boost my self-esteem. Yeah, exactly. I really, I needed this, so thank (laughs) you. Thank you. <laughs> right. Um, but no, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I obviously everyone thought you were great. So I have to appease the fans and, and bring you back. Oh, so you flatter welcome me. back. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, uh, how you been the last couple of weeks? Not that we've talked at all in the last yeah. couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. We've, right. we've seen a couple movies since yes. we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been nice. good. How are you, Matt? I am doing well. Great. Yes. Um, uh, my cat is hiding because she heard your voice. And also, she is traumatized by the, <laughs> um, birthday gift that you gave me. Yeah. Do you want to explain it to the listeners? <laughs> uh, sure. So, um, it's a it's a pillow mm-hmm. that is shaped like a cat's head and there is a print of pizza's face on the pillow so it's a it's a pillow of his own cat's face that i i i found uh someone who could make these and i i sent her a picture of the cat and it looks it's horrifying it really it's, is. it's just it turned out exactly how i expected mm-hmm. and it's just so scary 
And the funniest thing happened when I, because you told me that you had your that my gift was going to be uh like a couple of weeks after my after my birthday, and mm-hmm. I actually came like I think the Friday after or something. But I remember coming home and seeing it. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. And like I picked it up and I was like, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> and uh, so I come inside my apartment and I'm like standing in my kitchen, and for reference. Um, anytime I come home from work or from like being, being away from my apartment for a while, pizza has this routine where she, where she will jump onto the counter that is between the living room and the, and the kitchen. And she will kind of go up to the corner of it where the treats are. And she'll kind of like be like, Oh, hi dad. I missed you. Um, and then I'll give her pets and lovins and then, and then give her a treat. Um, so this particular day I go into the kitchen after right, come in the door, go into the kitchen, un uh, uh open up the package and i felt so terrible because i just happened to be holding the pillow uh with it facing toward the living room <laughs> so that pizza having no idea that there was something in my hand with a blown up version of her face on it <laughs> jumped onto the counter and like she didn't even like she got her front two paws onto the counter saw it and then i heard like scratches <laughs> of 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 claws as uh as she just bolted into the bedroom which is the best reaction yeah. that she could have had to be honest she was terrified <laughs> And it took like, um, after a while, I, like, I, I have my own routine. I like take off, I, I change into my, like, my house attire. Mm. Um, the, the casual then, sweats. The casual sweats. And, uh, so then pizza, like, came out from under the bed and she's very cautious. And I had, like, I had the pillow on the, on the couch in the living room. And, like, there's a straight shot from the couch where it was. This was not by intention, but it was on the end of the couch that is completely in view from my bedroom. So she's, like, looking, like, she's sitting there, <laughs> like, she's staring daggers at this pillow from across the apartment. And like, she's so terrified of it. And it took, like, she eventually, I tried to like, I tried to like take it to her to kind of show her like, oh no, it's not <laughs> going to hurt you. That's horrible because I was like, <laughs> it's coming to get her. Right. And I may or may not have had some fun with pretending that it was my face. But anyway, <laughs> um, but she ran and ran back under the bed. I had to, and this is not an exaggeration. I had to put the pillow underneath a blanket on my couch and then I had to put a trail of treats from the bed into the living room. You James Woods did. I did. I did. Exactly. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Um, and like, I, like she, like she eventually came out, like she was like staring at the blanket knowing what was under it. And then eventually like she's, um, she was my brave little girl. Uh, she eventually came, like came up, like she, she warmed up to it, but. Yeah, so that was that was uh, a traumatizing day for pizza. So obviously <laughs> it was a gift well given. Yes, thank you once again for the gift. Oh, you're and welcome. It's, it's very, it's very, it's very nice. Um, so anyway, it's a great introduction yes, to today's episode. So we're uh, this is the Kitty Cast, <laughs> and um, I'm uh, fine with that. Yeah, before we get it, this is going to be the fourth obsessive viewer podcast. We're going to have a Kitty Cast with me and Kirsten. <laughs> um, Jesus, I wish I was joking about being serious about that or about not being serious. Anyway, um, so yeah, so before we get into the episode today, we're going to be talking about uh, Skyscraper, the new Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. Um, 
uh, movie. And then also we're going to have some other topics we're going to talk about. Um, real quick though, is there anything coming up in your world that you would like to put out into the world as something that, you know, wow, people can... Wow, what a great and natural yeah, segue. right? Um, yeah, I, so I, you, you mentioned, um, when I was on before that I do mm-hmm. theater. Yes. And, uh, I'm going to be in a production at the, uh, annual Indie Fringe Theater Festival, which is, a um, it's a week-long festival in August every year. Uh, so I'm going to be in a, a production by, uh, Clerical Error Productions. It's a show called The Pope Walks Into a Bar, Father Ned. And it's a very, very fun show. It's a tribute to, um, the TV show Father Ted. Um, which was, it was like, eh, either super, super late 80s or super, super early 90s, but, okay. um, it was a, it has like a cult following. It's kind of Monty Python-esque okay. about these three bumbling Irish priests. And so we've taken the characters and, uh, put them in a situation where, uh, they have to host the Pope. Um, and it's, it's very funny. Um, great, uh, humor, great cast. Um, so yeah, we have, it's going to be at the District Theater, which is the old, uh, Tots building. Oh, um, on Mass Ave, and we, I have show dates. Mm-hmm. If, uh, uh, we're, when, we're showing. When would we be able to see? It? Um, it's, uh, okay, write this down. <laughs> um, August, uh, 17th at 6 o'clock, the 19th at 7.30, the 21st at 9 o'clock, the 23rd at 7.30, the 25th at 4.30 and the 26th at 1.30. All the performances are staggered. There's like, there's hundreds right. of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so just so that, you know, no one gets all really good times or all really bad performance times. Yeah. They're all staggered. So you get, you, you know, everyone gets a little bit of everything. Sure. Um, there's, if you go, uh, you know, on the Indie Fringe website, tickets are on sale now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for letting me plug that. Yeah, no problem. And, um. I'm hilarious, by the way. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't doubt that. Like, um, yeah, like, uh, so uh, basically before, before I met you, I never experienced like theater or anything like that. Um, and then getting to know you, like, I've, I mean, at this point, I've probably You've been to a seen lot you. of my shows, yeah, which I, I really appreciate. Yeah, 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 no problem. Um, but you, I've, I don't, I don't know how many performances I've, I've seen you in, but like, you've taken like, like breaks here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't think I ever mentioned this to you. I got a chance to really like tell you, um, this, but like last, the last thing you were in was the 10 minute play festival root vegetables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the short play showcase. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And, uh, and yeah, like that was the first time I'd seen you perform since, it, it was uh, um, November of last since year. Since November of that last, was the last year. Show I was yeah. In. And then this one was March? Yeah. Was it March? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like just I'm I I really uh I in a way I kinda I missed seeing you perform. Oh. Yeah. And like you were fantastic. Matthew. You. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you. Um no, but it, like you were fantastic. Like um because I've seen I've seen a wide variety of, of performances that you've mm-hmm. been in, like comedy. And, and, and we've and also drama. we've also seen stuff together. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So yeah. Like um oh the Defiance, Defiance Comedy, Comedy Show. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, Spaceship to Nowhere. Yes. That was a fantastic show. God, that was so show. good. It was so good. So good. Um yeah, I think that they have some. Do they have something in Fringe this year? They do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've, I've definitely wanted. They see do. It. Yeah, Defiance does uh, show every year. At yeah. Fringe. yeah. Um. But yeah. So anyway. So like, I've seen a like a wide variety of comedy and drama that you've done, and uh, just like seeing like you had a dramatic role in in Root Vegetables, and like God, just like I don't know, like I just I really appreciate your performances and everything. Thank like, you. Like I've told you before, you are like one of the most talented people that I know. So, yeah. 
So I'm excited to see you in. This is so good for like yeah. my self esteem. I know. Uh, yeah, I need to watch out because uh, I've had listeners I don't think tell I'm me be that able you're. To get my head out the door. I know. Well, you did threaten to steal the podcast from me. <laughs> well, it's not a threat at this point. It's well, an eventuality. Right, yeah. The obsessive viewer with Kirsten and special and guest sometimes Matt. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So yeah. So I'm. That's a long winded way of saying I'm really excited to see you in. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. The, I'm very excited. It's going to be a very fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the name? What's the full name of it? The Pope walks into the Pope walks into a bar. bar Father, Father Ned. Ted. Father Ned. Father Ned. Yeah, the original show is Father Ted. Okay, and but so the... ours, ours, we've changed it to Father Ned. Gotcha. So. Okay, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'll be at one of the showings, so like that's more incentive for you guys to go because you get to meet me in person uh-huh. if you want to. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, I'll put <laughs> links in the show notes and everything. Um, but today, Kirsten, we are talking about Skyscraper, which uh-huh. I, I always do this on the podcast. I do this big like, oh, today we're talking about this. And then I realize, oh, wait, we have news to talk about too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we talked a little bit at, at lunch after the movie, but um, we – yesterday, um, news broke. So yes. I have a piece of news that I kind of want to – Put out in the universe here and, and in this conversation. So basically, news broke yesterday that um, James Gunn, uh, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, he's also done Super. Did you ever see Super? I did With didn't. Rain Wilson and... No, it's, oh, is yeah. it on Netflix? I think so. I saw it uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago and I added it to my queue. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the, the actress's name. Oh, why can't... I'm blanking on her name. She was in... Um, whipped i think whipped is the name of it um uh she was also in inception oh my god like she's very talented but anyway so uh they play vigilantes or superheroes um that like ordinary people that take um take up to being vigilantes and it's like it's really good um oh this is gonna bug me why can't i remember her name anyway so uh, Ellen Page. Ellen oh, Page. Yes. I was trying to pull it up. I can't. I actually can't find it on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Um, but anyway, so news broke that James Gunn had been fired by Disney mm-hmm. from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and Disney um, essentially uh, severed their professional relationship with James Gunn. And the reason behind this is that. Um, uh, uh, tweets were uncovered from like 10 years ago, um, in which James Gunn made very offensive and, um, provocative, uh, jokes yes. that were very, very, very much in poor taste. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, um, how he, uh, once, well, I think this uh, is, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. If we didn't want to go into specifics, it was jokes about pedophilia. Yeah, pedophilia, rape, um, and I think there was one tweet in particular that I'm sure was like kind of the. I saw someone comment that I think this is the tweet that broke the mouse's back. Um, was that like? That's not an expression, but go ahead. Yeah. Wait. What? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the mouse being Disney. Uh, Mickey oh, yeah, I yeah. see what you did. Yeah, because the tweet was something to the effect <laughs> of he was he was wondering what uh what Disney character he wanted to be raped by. Mm. Um, did he decide? I think he did, but I didn't like commit it to memory. But Aladdin so, probably. If he, I think he. I don't know, but probably. probably anyway, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna make any jokes. Anyway, um, 
so he made these tweets years ago, yeah. like in like 10 years ago. And, um, it's, it's hard to explain or it's hard to say because he's very remorseful. Um, he, he, he apologized yeah. way before this ever came out. Right. I think that ca- and, it came out in like 2012 or something. And, and he, before he was ever hired on mm-hmm. by Disney right. to direct these movies, he apologized for the tweets. He apologized again, mm-hmm. um, when he got hired on, mm-hmm. obviously he's been very remorseful about yeah. it and, and regretful that he ever posted these tweets. Right. Um, and Disney knew about them. Mm-hmm. They didn't fire him because he tweeted these things. Right. They fired him because it came out in the open. Yeah. And it reflected poorly on the company. And it, and so exactly. so okay, I get that. There are certain things that that I believe are irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And this is not one of those things. Right. I do think that you can make stupid mistakes. Yeah. And ten years later. You have grown to become a better, more mature person, right. more woke, yes, as exactly. the kids say. Right, and and I and I think that that is a situation that's happened here. Yeah. That he used to be a dumber, more immature version of himself, and exactly. it, obviously the jokes, like you said, they're in poor taste. Mm-hmm. Do I think he, you know, wants to have sexual relations with a child? No, right. It's tongue in cheek. It's obviously meant to be, you know, not taken seriously. Yeah, it's shock humor. Yeah. It's, and and like you said, one of them yeah. was was definitely taken way out of context. Yeah. yeah, so let me explain that. There was in the media, like I think on Deadline or, or one of the entertainment websites, they were reporting on it and they said like one of the tweets was uh, where he had said, I like it when little boys suck on my special thing or play with my special area. Something grotesque and stupid and, and obviously extremely offensive and in poor taste. Um the articles, like multiple articles, um, quoted that as being the extent of the tweet that he sent, which I'm not defending it. Like that is just a really like stupid, immature joke that I don't find any humor in. Mm-hmm. But the actual context of the tweet itself was that this was back when like Twitter, like, when you retweeted something, it would show RT and then the username of the person you're retweeting and mm-hmm. then the quote of the actual tweet. So what he had done, from what I can tell from the screenshot, since the, all the tweets have been, since been deleted, right. is that he had written a tweet in which he was faking a retweet from another user. So mm-hmm. the joke was that – the actual joke wasn't that he was being, you know, um, uh, offensive – for the sake of humor in saying that he likes having, you know, uh, sexual encounters with young children. The joke was that he was pretending that another Twitter user, I don't remember who it was or what the mm-hmm. context was of that. The joke was that he had quoted the other user as being that person that yeah. enjoys that. That is way different from what's yeah. presented in the media. I agree. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's not like, and that's like the one instance, like the rest of the tweets are, mm-hmm. are what in context of what they were mentioned in it. Yeah. And, it's it's stupid shock humor that does not you know right especially nowadays it, it doesn't have a place in mm-hmm. social media um and 10 years ago yeah it kind of did it did like okay and this is the thing that i was thinking not that doesn't make it right, right. that doesn't make no, it okay no. to say those things yeah but but i it, i don't know the internet was was still kind of young right you know especially Twitter social media was yeah like fairly new yeah 
Um, and like, I just think like, okay, I'm 32. If you go back to when I was 22, I don't know how old James Gunn is. I don't know how, like how old he was when that, but like thinking about like, okay, we've had the podcast since 2013. Um, I started working with tiny, um, like I've been friends with tiny for over half my life, but I started working with him at our security job. So in 2007 so like 11 years ago and like he and i would be like i was in high school oh wow wow um i was a junior wow well congratulations (laughs) thank you um yeah i graduated um yeah nice jesus (laughs) he wasn't there (laughs) no 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 uh well anyway um oh interesting oh anyway um so yeah, like like back then, like you know, me and Tiny would make like offensive jokes to each other. Yeah, that, and, like, probably jokes that you wouldn't make today. No, absolutely who you, not. Who you are as a person, absolutely not. You know. Like just really juvenile, yeah. like like edgy jokes yeah. well, and everything. You know, and, and I think part of a lot of that is mm-hmm. part of growing up. Like yeah. I look back on stuff that I said mm-hmm. and stuff I did when mm-hmm. I was a teenager and a, and a, a younger adult than I am right. now, you know? And I mean, I, I look back on some, like some of the stuff is just so cringy. Yeah. You know, every now and then <laughs> yeah. I get like Facebook memories Me too. from yep. like 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. you know, when I was like 16, 17 years old right. and, and I'm just like, Oh God. Yeah. I, you know, Oh God! Yep. I hate the person I used to be. Back? How did I? How yeah. like how did I talk like that? How oh, was yeah. how was I that person? Oh, yeah. I'm not that person anymore. No, you're only mildly annoying now. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm. I made <laughs> huge strides. Right, but like I get that too. Like going back, like uh, and seeing the Facebook memories, it's like how the like yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Like back when like um. Oh, what was it? Like, I saw one, like, fairly recently. Like, it's from way back in when, when like, it was the thing to do to put, like, like, your, your Facebook update, your, um, your timeline. It wasn't even a timeline. It was just, like, your post, your update was, mm-hmm. like, like, it was, you had to write in, like, Oh, yeah. It was, like, something. Matt is, and yeah. then you fill in the blank. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, <laughs> stupid, stupid things. Like, yeah. one was, like, super dumb. Like, is, is really upset he has to work at this building tonight. Right, and, yeah. Like, I'm like... But, but okay, now, ugh. all right, there's also, you know, a huge difference between that and, you know, making references or jokes about yeah. pedophilia oh, or rape or anything like that. Yeah. And and like I said, I, I you know, we, we I, I think it's obvious we're not trying to excuse that kind of behavior. No, absolutely but, not. But I don't think that these are grounds for firing him absolutely from this film not. franchise. Especially because, yeah. like, like, like I mentioned, Disney knew that these mm-hmm. tweets existed. Right. You know, that's not why they fired him. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's not like he said it. It's not like he tweeted these things on behalf of, right. of Disney. Or, or even, it's not like he tweeted these things recently. Yeah. Since exactly. he's been a representative of the Disney Corporation. Yes. He was not on Disney's payroll when he tweeted right. these tweets. And like, that's the thing that's really frustrating to me because it's just, it's, it's like you, like I get that if you have blowback from the public about one of your employees, I, I get the instinct to fire them or remove them. Right. But it's not like this was, um, 
it's not like some kid saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and was like, oh, I love that James Gunn. I'm going to mm-hmm. go read his tweets from 10 years ago. Like, he was having a Twitter argument with, like, a conservative person. I don't know who it was I, yeah, exactly. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pull up what yeah. the, the guy who it was. Right. And he, like, um, he, like, James Gunn tweeted something like, uh, I, I believe the context was that he tweeted at this guy saying like, oh, you tweeted this way in the past and like, this is, the, this is indicative of who you was, are. Or yeah, whatever. it was obvious. He went yeah. digging for dirt. Yeah. On James Gunn and he, yeah. well, you know. No, no, no. You, right. You, that too. But like, I mean, like, I think what in, what, uh, what sprung him to do that was that James Gunn had oh, referenced Oh, he tweet. pulled up his. Yeah. Tweet. Okay. Yeah. And so he and did. Yeah. That. Okay. Like, this guy's yeah. a garbage person yeah. too. Oh, yeah. And like, he, like, ex- like, he, deliberately like dug into James Gunn's feed to find something that uh with the express intent of getting him fired. Right. And, and like yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just really uh, I I don't know cuz like cuz James Gunn he has been a uh, like a very like he's he's a very outspoken person on on social media and like he um I believe that he is um a recovering alcoholic I think. Um, and like he's, he tweet, he posts about like how he's, how he's sober and, and like all of these things. And then like, it's just, it just seems so counterintuitive and so just, uh, rash to, yeah to just fire him from a franchise that has frankly gotten Disney, you know, millions of dollars, uh, cause the guardians films are, are incredibly successful. Uh-huh. And like, it's, it's just, it's so frustrating because it seems like it's just knee jerk reaction based solely on perception of, of a company that honestly, okay, worst case scenario, these tweets are out there. Um, how much is this going to affect the, the shares of Disney? Like, how much Minuscule, are, like yeah. a negligent amount exactly the company that bought lucasfilm for like five or ten billion dollars i think they'll be okay yeah they'll be fine yeah and it's just it's uh i, I don't know yeah. it's it's really frustrating yeah but yeah and i i i'm not the type to make excuses for celebrities right uh, i we, we talked a little bit last time about johnny, johnny depp. depp yeah, yeah. Um, and I, to me, he did something irredeemable. Right, right. Um, which is beat his wife. Made which, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, which he, Caribbean 4. Which he anyway. absolutely did. Right. <laughs> without a doubt, because yes. there is video right. evidence. Um, and I witnessed statements from mm-hmm. his own security team. Right. Um, and I, and I, that, to me, that is something that, that you can't come back from that. Right. And, and, um, we as consumers mm-hmm. should not let him. Right. Even if people want to cast him in movies, mm-hmm. like we should not let him be able to come back and still be a success right. after something like that. Yeah. Same with like like Kevin Spacey. He's done. Like he can't Absolutely. come back. Absolutely. Obviously, Harvey Weinstein should be in prison. Yes. And should never go back. But to, I but I feel like yeah. this is different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is the thing that he is like James Gunn is conscious of mm-hmm. the person that he was. Mm-hmm. He has grown as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and yeah. he's made conscious efforts yes. to not be that person. Mm-hmm. And he like he has made such um, uh, such big strides in his in his personal life I yeah. presume, but he's also like it it's come out well for him. Like he got the job for Guardians and like he was clearly the best director for that for that franchise. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it like, easily could have been a flop. Yeah. I feel oh, like absolutely. It's, it's honestly, there's such dumb mm-hmm. concepts for heroes. Right. 
I mean, they it, it, it if you look at the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book series, mm-hmm. it was never the most successful series that Marvel had. Right. You know, it's um and uh, n- not even just looking at the core um set of heroes that we have in the movies, but mm-hmm. but you know, the the entire cast of characters that we have rotating in and out of, of yeah. the guardians um they're all kind of lame they're right. like they're total you know like b-rank heroes you know um a, a tree a giant tree a talking raccoon like right. that's not yeah that's, it's, that's it's so weird oh yeah and it easily could have been not a great movie yeah but it they're they're fantastic movies right and like disney Disney and Marvel Studios like like hired James Gunn. Like James Gunn before that, he was making B B movie mm-hmm. schlock horror stuff. Like he even made like a uh, safe for work porn parody of something like in his free like a web series with like actual porn stars. That was like it was safe for work. Like it was like SFW porn or something. Like that was a you thing that he did. You watched this a lot, did. didn't you? No, it's not. It's just it's you know it's one of my many interests. Sure. Um. Yeah. Wait till you hear the obsessive viewer porn cast. Um. That that's. Do you want to be a guest on that one too? I do not. Okay. Anyway. Thank um, you. Yeah. Jesus. Let's never talk about this again. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, like he, like he, it's not like he's uh, hasn't been like it's not like he's this like you know straight laced like company guy mm-hmm. that that was brought in because he is he will perform the move like he he'll make the movies that Disney wants to make. He got the job specifically because he has a unique eye and a mm-hmm. unique skill set to create the Guardians of the Galaxy like universe yeah. onto film. Yeah, and like it's just it seems so. Just, um, really, really just in, uh, negative to, to just fire him outright. It seems like just such a knee jerk reaction exactly. to the whole situation. Exactly. It's just, it's, it doesn't but, seem but like yeah, the right but, thing to but, do. But, but the guy who exposed him, mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah. did a quick search, but I, I got distracted. But, um, right. that guy, he's a, he's just a, yeah. t- I mean, imagine being called out by that. Yeah. Asshole. And that's... He's sexist. He's racist. Right. It's just... It's... uh, It's so... The whole thing is just... So ridiculous. Um... Oh, wow. That's interesting. Hang on. Sorry. Uh, Get off the porn site. No... (laughs) I don't care if it's safe for work. It's actually somewhat Close the tab. (laughs) Um... Huh, interesting. Well, I we don't need to really go on to a tangent, but this is interesting. Um, Johnny Depp makes surprise appearance at the same Comic Con event as Amber Heard. Oh, who is of course his ex-wife. His ex-wife. Who yeah. He beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's his former wife on the same. That's interesting. Depp appeared at the Warner Brothers panel at the San Diego Comic Con to promote the upcoming Fanta- Fantastic Beasts film. While some fans were delighted at the surprise, others said that others said that it was in, inappropriate to feature Depp on the same panel as his former wife Amber oh. Heard, who was promoting the film Aquaman. Wait, they were on the same panel? Apparently, yeah, because it was the whole like uh, the whole Warner Brothers panel. So oh. like Warner Brothers. Oh, has, that's that is inappropriate. Yeah. that's horrible. Why would they? Yeah, did they like somebody's I, getting fired? Right? <laughs> Like, did they... That's terrible. And to make him a surprise guest? Right. That means she may not have known he was going to be there. That's... And that's what I'm curious about. And was blindsided. Yeah. Wow. Because obviously it wasn't an Hmm. amicable... 
amicable breakup. Right. Yeah, they went to court. Yeah. And like I mean they thought like obviously obviously given the circumstances as well. Wow. That's interesting. That's huh. not cool, guys. No. That's interesting. Um but anyway, yeah, so uh James Gunn fired from Guardians. That's yeah. such a shame. Yeah. Um and it's just it's it's something else because like he like he's very vocal on social media about creating the guardians movies and like how like he's very like he interacts with fans and everything it's like you know how important this franchise is to him and to have him lose it like and like he in his statement after disney fired him like it's such a class act like oh yeah he has such a great statement like he's he's like i understand the reasons that went into this and And he and he said that he completely agrees yeah he completely respects the decision right it was um very yeah like you said mm-hmm. it, was, it was very classy on his part yeah yeah um but it's very just, humble oh yeah so i don't know maybe the maybe when the the kind of heat dies down or whatever from it maybe they'll rehire him or something i don't know but it's been such a big it's been made yeah. such a big deal now i don't yeah. see that happening yeah and that's 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 really the shame yeah. of it too because yeah. it's yeah because again like i get and like i was telling you it's not like it's not like someone um came forward with allegations about something that he did. Right. It's literally a a bunch of stupid jokes, Mm -hmm. juvenile jokes that he made. And it's just, I I don't know. It's just, it, it's a shame. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, that's, you know, what's crazy that uh, a a movie director can get fired for stupid shit that he says on Twitter, but the president of the United States. can't. I can't believe I, that. Like we're holding a Disney movie right. film director to <laughs> higher standards than the president right. of the United States of America. It is unbelievable. Like it's he got fired the next day. <laughs> right. Not even then. I don't even think it was the next day. I think it was the same day. Oh man. Like, they went out for a lunch and then they came back and they fired him. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good God! But uh, POTUS still has yeah you know, his to be, his Twitter account right. up and to be fair, James Gunn never paid you know uh, porn stars for their silence. So hey, and hey, thing. Trump said well, he didn't do that. Oh, that's true. So he's, he's so right. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> close the book on that one. Right, <laughs> Jesus. Um. So yeah. So anyway, we're here today to talk about several things. Yes. And so we just recently Matt, Matt and I, we we grabbed food right before this and mm-hmm. he and he was like I try not to get political. It's right. not a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are then, shitting all over Trump. Right. <laughs> I don't even think yeah. the horse should be in the hospital. <laughs> God, I love that bit so much. It's great. It's so great. Um, <laughs> we're well past that. We are well past that. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so what are we here to anyway, about? yeah, so, uh, uh, there was something I was gonna, oh, okay, yes, okay, so there was something I was gonna tell you about, um, that I said I was gonna save it for, for the podcast. Mm. Um, so, a uh, couple things. I mentioned this in, in the episode that I actually just posted today, but you haven't listened to it since you only listened to episodes you're on, but that's fine. Uh, um, I went to a playwriting class today, and then I came uh, straight over here. So you had like, and then we went and saw a movie, and yeah. then we got food, and now we're that's that's interesting because like you had like a commute, like you could have listened to it, but that's hmm. fine. That's fine. Anyway, um, so uh, a couple things. I mentioned this on on the last episode, but um, on Letterboxd, this both has to do with Letterboxd, um, which I'm really a fan of um the website and everything like i track all my movies watched on it and 
in it, you have tags that you can do like, oh, theater. Like the way I do it is I do, um, I watch this movie in the theater or at home or at work on my phone while I'm working. Um, and I Don't have that as that. a tag. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, it doesn't affect my, affect my thing. We work for so, the same company. Yeah. I work for HR. Yes. And I own the company. That's false. Um, no. Fake news. Someday. Someday. No. Um, no, you won't. It's, yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. You never will. It's just, wow. Yeah. Okay. You won't? I thought that, I thought you were going to be supportive of me. But, I'm not. Okay. You're gonna be the this first, shouldn't be news. You're going to be the you. first person that I fire when I become the owner of the company that we both work for. Okay, great. Go on. Anyway, um, <laughs> this went off the rails. Anyway, so I have these tags that on Letterbox, and I have my Letterbox all up to date from 2013 to now. And so, nerd, I, I know. Well, wait until you hear this. <laughs> so I went back and I I isolated the theater viewing entries. And I tagged, like, I, I added tags for, like, who I saw the movies with. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Um, Am I a tag? Yeah, of I'm course. I'm a tag. Yeah. So, um, so like, I saw, I, I, meant, I told this to Tiny on the last episode, but, like, I've, over the course of the last five years, I have seen 69 movies in theaters with Tiny. And. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Go on. After you just, after we just went on the rant about immature jokes. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. What are you implying? Well, you, you had a smirk on your face about the number 69. I don't understand. Don't do, don't gaslight me on my own podcast. <laughs> we explain it. I don't, just, I don't understand what you're talking about. Matt, put your pants back on. No, oh my I, God. I just, Matt, no. no. God damn it. <laughs> it's my apartment. It's my rules. I can dress however I want. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, wait, no, 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 I have, I have, I'm wearing clothes, guys. Um, anyway, you're the worst. What are you trying um, to say? Okay, so, um, Spit it out. yeah, so, as an aside, I also told, I told one of my work friends, um, that like, oh yeah, I've seen 69 movies with Tiny in theaters, and then she, uh, she was like, well, you know, you should, you should tell them that you need to see another movie so you get out, uh, like, you, so you don't have that number, mm. and then my response was, no, I like having 69 with Tiny. <laughs> So, <laughs> I might have to edit that out. That's really juvenile. <laughs> anyway, it was like five minutes since we started yeah. that story. Oh, yeah. since you, you started telling that story. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what I'm getting at is, do you want to guess how many movies you and I have seen in the theater? Uh in the last five years. In the last five years, because we met four years ago. Um, yeah. I think. I think it's more than 69. I think it's going to be a higher Oh, number. interesting. Okay. Oh, is it not? No, no, I'm not saying either way. I want you to have a, have a guess. 70. 70. Okay. We have seen, uh, counting today's viewing of Skyscraper, we have seen 58 movies oh. together in theaters. Oh. So that's Aww. not counting. Oh, I thought it was going to be more. Yeah. Uh, we go see movies together all the time. All the time. Yeah. And like... um. Again, that's just counting in the theater. That's not counting like movies we see like over at like John and Jasmine's right. or, or like we, when we, we hang out here. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was interesting. 58. 58. That's cool. Yes. So you have well, work I, to do. I, I will, I will say I, we've known each other for four years. You right. Said. Yeah. You've known Tiny for 
more than four years. Yeah, that's true. And to be fair, this does only go back to 2013. So since beginning the podcast, mm. Tiny and I have seen 69 movies in theaters. That's beautiful. Yeah, and that doesn't yeah. count the... I think in some countries you're married now. I, I think so, I think that's too. that's how it works. Yeah, Paige so. will not... Uh, <laughs> she may have something to say. Right. And also, it's worth noting, that's not counting the uh, hundreds of movies Tiny and I saw... Um, while we worked together <laughs> as security guards, um, cause we would just, like, we worked third shift and, like, we would just, we would do our job. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and then we would just watch movies on our laptop all night. So, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. I thought that was interesting. That and, is interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Although there was a big. God, you watch a lot of movies. I know. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you have a exactly. movie and TV podcast. Do you want to guess how many movies in total I've seen? In the last five well, years. Obviously, well, obviously, in the last five years. Let's this, say this year. Go this ahead year? And, yeah. So far. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with 30. Wow. Really? Yeah. Do you want to try again? 29. How many? Uh, This year... And I believe that this only accounts for, okay, okay, I've seen, this is, this is total, total viewings of movies. So, like, I've seen several movies multiple, multiple times okay. this year. Uh, 134 so far. Oh my god! Yeah. Matt! Like, <laughs> what the hell? Did you seriously, like, 29 well, or 30? Well, I was, I was thinking in theaters. Oh, no, no, no. Because no. that, that was what we had yeah. said. For me and for oh, Tiny. Okay, so yeah. That was what I was thinking. Okay. Do you want to guess how many um, movies I've seen in theaters this year? That's a that's a thirty. To, Is that easy for you to pull up? No, okay. not really. Let's go with thirty. Okay. I was right on the dot. That's amazing. No, no, no. That's wow. Not, no. Yes, I was. Yeah, no, I was I'm accurate. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna count it. All right. We'll gonna, we'll we'll cut all this out. I will, <laughs> all the waiting. <laughs> we'll cut all this out. I do all of the editing. I will do nothing. <laughs> When we leave here, I am going to take a nap. <laughs> when we leave here, I'm st I'm here alone. I, I think I said when I leave here. I said when we. Let's play it back. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I will. I think I said I. Uh, theater viewings. Okay, hang on. Well, I'll just pull a Trump and say I misspoke. Right. I meant to say I. I accidentally said oh, we, but God. you should have known that. Right. The implication here Ugh. is that you're a moron and not me. Right. Ugh. Jesus. So yeah, so today we saw Skyscraper. We did. And I'm going to read the plot description courtesy of IMDb. Okay. So the way that we do movie reviews on the podcast is we do a non-spoiler review first, and then we go into a spoiler oh, review. Oh, so people can skip past exactly. the spoilers if they want. And I basically... I spent a lot of time doing the timestamps in the episode so that people know where to skip it. Um, okay. Plot description courtesy of IMDb is a father, father, a father goes to great lengths to save his family from a burning skyscraper. So glad that I pulled up IMDb for that. Uh, written and directed by this guy, Rawson Marshall Thurber. This guy? This guy. Well, I've never heard of this him This schmuck. Oh, interesting. He was in... Okay, he was an actor in Easy A, which is one oh, of Oh, really? That's yeah. a great movie. It is, it is a great it's movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. I love the parents in that movie. Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church is one of them, right? 
No, I'm thinking of something. Yeah, I am. Yeah, he is. Anyway. Okay. Is he? Let me double check. Doesn't sound right. Yes, he is. Oh, no, no. He's one of the teachers. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, isn't Stanley Tucci? I, I, it the is dad? Stanley Tucci. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I, I love Easy A. Um, but Ross and Marshall Thurber, as a director, he has done movies. Nothing oh. that you recognize? <laughs> uh, he did, he, he made Central Intelligence. Uh, from 2016. Also, We're the Millers. And, oh, Dodgeball. That's oh, really? Yeah. That's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, my so dad anyway. quotes that movie constantly. Oh, really? It's weird, because my dad doesn't... <laughs> I don't know. He, uh, he He's not like a like a, a big movie buff. Right. But I don't know what it is about the film Dodgeball <laughs> that he loves. Mm-hmm. It's like that and The Big Lebowski. Yeah. And, yep. and he will quote those two <laughs> movies all day oh, it's yeah. so weird <laughs> we i'm actually in a bowling league with him uh with him, my father <laughs> yes yes and uh he like uh it's it's me him and our, our friend john who's engaged to your sister yes so you're um, in a bowling league with my dad yes. and my brother-in-law right <laughs> <laughs> and uh like I, uh, my vote or my suggestion for a team name was Bowling Buddies, but uh, you know, which is whatever. cute. It's cute. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna get shirts made. No, that's fine. Uh, John would have loved that. But um, uh, but your dad, uh, he made the name of uh the team uh Log Jammin, mm. which is the name of, of the course, porn, the in fake Big porn Lebowski. from yeah yeah. Um. So yeah. So anyway, he. he your your dad's awesome. I like. Your He's dad pretty a lot. cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, he also listens to the podcast. He does. Yeah. Hi, I th- hi I think, dad. I don't know if he does recently or not. Yeah. Hey, Eddie. Thanks for helping with my alternator. Mm. Um. So anyway, uh, skyscraper. Yeah, skyscraper. So yes. Yeah, so this stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. Um. And uh, what? Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Yeah. And then uh, the guy who played. Uh, his name is uh, Chin Han. He was in The Dark Knight. Uh, oh. Yeah, he was like the the Chinese money guy hmm. um, that the that had all the uh, mobs money. Anyway, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question yeah. to you, given the last episode that you were on. Um, Rock Daddy, Wrestle Daddy, Wrestle Daddy. Damn it. <laughs> Rock Daddy, it's too obvious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I. First of all, I think he, I do think he's a good actor. Oh, he, yeah, like, surprisingly good. Yeah, like, I mean, everything I've seen him in, he's he's had mm-hmm. several movies that are not great. Oh, we, yeah. I think we talked about Baywatch last time. Yeah. on the podcast, not a great movie. No, but he was funny in it. He was, you know? and he he was really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's playing the father who mm-hmm. he's former FBI. Um, and, uh, uh, he, so he has like really extensive field training, mm-hmm. but he's been out of the FBI for 10 years at right. this, at, you know, the, the start of the film mm-hmm. and, or the start of the, the, the central plot anyway. Right. Um, so he's, you know, out of practice. He says he, he, says he hasn't touched a gun in 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that he says. Right. Um, but he's, God, he's such a badass. He is. And it's, it's a total badass it's, movie. It's all like explosions yeah. and, 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 and fist fights and like jumping 
out of buildings and, yeah, and, and, and it's, into buildings. Yeah, and it's, it's using it's a, duct tape. I mean, it's a but there's so much duct tape. Yeah, it's a it's like a big spectacle of a film, and it, not. It I mean, it was for what it was. It was good. It was serviceable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a fun, dumb action movie. Exactly. Um, there were some parts that made we were really, laughing out yes, loud in the movie like, together yeah the guy sitting next to me was too right i, yeah. I heard him too because uh, um, there are some parts that were like okay this is beyond the realm of typical action movie yeah. it's like it, it it felt like um it felt like a b movie that had mm-hmm. somehow found its way onto the big yeah. screen and like that's kind of the the kind of thing that i i was wanting out of this mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. like i was wanting a big dumb action and it was. movie yeah. and it was like um, there are several sequences that you really, um, stretch the, uh, laws of physics, really? Yeah. Um, I, th- I remember when the trailer premiered, like, uh, like Super Bowl, uh, during the Super Bowl, uh, some, like, engineer or something tweeted, like, a graphic of the poster where he's jumping from the crane into right. the building. And they're like, it's, m- like, given that distance and that height and everything, it's physically impossible for him to make that jump. Yeah. Like, well, and on, yeah. on top of that, um, he is an amputee. Yes. And I, was um, and I, I don't think I'm spoiling yeah. anything cause that's, that's at the very beginning right. of the film. It's, it's not giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, he, um, I believe it was an above the knee amputation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, trans femoral oh. amputation. Nice. Um, and, uh, so he wore a prosthesis, mm-hmm. um, that was, that came in handy a couple times in right. the film. Um, but it didn't seem to slow him down. No. At all. And I actually this morning read an article that like this, um, Paralympian, um, above the knee amputee. Yeah. Like wrote this like very heartfelt um open letter to the rock saying like, Hey, I really respect your work. I am also an actor, actress, whatever. I, I think it was a woman. Um I, I'm also in, in Hollywood and everything, and like I just wanted to, you know, voice my concerns. Like I I really hope that you don't take another role like this again because it's taken away from other yeah. performers. That, and this this is kind yeah. of a, a big topic right now. Yeah. Um look at like Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. who just, um, <laughs> she turned down that role that she had originally yeah, accepted. Called Rub and Tug. Right. Um, um, where she was yeah. originally cast to play, she was going to play a trans man. Am, I believe am, am so. I right? So, yes. so born female transitioned to male. Right. Um, and th- there was a huge, it was it, very controversial, mm-hmm. um, because there are trans actors. Yeah. You know, who, who, could play that yeah, role. There's have you ever seen the movie Tangerine? I haven't. It's it's really interesting because it is um super low budget, actually shot on an iPhone. And it's about uh trans like prostitutes. Um kind of a day in the life kind of thing. Like okay. it's it's kind of it's kind of a comedy. Um like um I, I can't remember the exact plot, but like the main character is this trans woman who gets out of jail or something and finds out that her her boyfriend cheated on her um but he's also her pimp i think okay so it's like she's trying to find him to confront him about it it's it, there's a lot of good comedy in it yeah. and it's it's really funny but like they're all like legitimate trans trans actors and actresses mm-hmm. in the movie and that's one of the things like in it's really unfortunate the scarlett johansson thing because the i don't know if you know this but the director 
um, that hired her on onto that is also the director that she worked with with Ghost in the Shell, which was another thing, another it, whitewashing it, kind yeah, of thing. If, and, if, if you yeah. were a fan of the mm-hmm. manga or the anime series Ghost in the Shell, you know that you know it. The characters are supposed to be Japanese. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, they they whitewashed the main cast completely. Right. Um, and I think I, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, Scarlet, didn't you learn your lesson yeah. the first time? Yeah. You know, and, and it, but I, I think it is good that she stepped back and, mm-hmm. and declined the role. Yeah. And there was another, there, there was an actor like a year or two ago that did the same thing. He's, he's a, a white man who was hired. Um, I don't remember what the movie was, but the character was originally like, um, I don't know if it was, Native American or, or I don't know what the character was, but like he like there was a backlash and mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, I'm not going to take this role. Like it wasn't like, a, oh, I don't need this heat or anything. It's like I recognize now. like Right. Yes, and I think that's good. Know. Yeah. That's and like, like we were talking about with James Gunn. You, you can right. recognize that things you, you know, exactly. have done are inappropriate. Yeah. And you can apologize for it and really mm-hmm. honestly move forward and, and grow as a person. Absolutely. And I hope that's something that Scarlet does, mm-hmm. you know, after it, this. Yeah. In, right, um, but but yeah, going back to skyscraper, I definitely right. understand. I mm-hmm. I, had, I had read about that as well. Yeah, that um, it you know this could very easily have, and I understand that they're pulling mm-hmm. people in with the rock, right? You know that he's obviously the yeah. the the staple of the movie, and they're mm-hmm. you know that's where their viewership is going to come from, right? Um, but why have a disabled character if you're not going to have them played by a disabled actor, right? And you like, know? and that's it, it, um. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll put myself out there for a second because this is going to reflect poorly on me. Um when the Scarlett Johansson thing happened with Rub and Tug, I kind of thought like okay, this seems a little a little nah, I don't want to say a little much, but I'm like I was just like I don't necessarily get what the what the, what the outrage was about until I read that piece mm-hmm. about the rock and like okay. the Paralympian. Um because my my thought process was that like okay, well you know, you can have like, um, Brokeback Mountain, um, mm-hmm. both Heath Ledger and, and, um, Jake Gyllenhaal are both straight men who were hired to play homosexual characters. Like, it's just, it's, it seems like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, but a, a trans, like a trans character, like, isn't that like what acting is? Is that, you know, you're performing, a, you're doing a performance of a character. Um, so I thought like, that's, I mean, it, I get it or I, a week ago, I was like, I get it, but I mean, I don't see what the outrage is all about until I read that, that, um, open letter from the yeah. Paralympian because she goes into detail and in saying that, like, um, like she says, like, I'm, I'm in the industry as well. I understand that, yes, we need The Rock to sell the movie, mm-hmm. but there is, uh, the way, the way that she described it was that, um, it is disingenuous to, to people that are, are disabled to have someone who is able-bodied perform this perform this role specifically because there are disabled people like disabled children who go to the movies mm-hmm. and they like she she tells this very interesting story about how like when she was a kid she saw Forrest Gump and she didn't know um uh oh, what is his name why can't i think of his name this happens way too much um lieutenant dan gary sinise um she saw Gary Sinise playing Lieutenant Dan in the uh-huh. movie and she was like, Oh my God, this guy, like, this guy's like me. Yeah. Uh, and he's in a movie. This is amazing. And then she looked into it and like, 
like the way she puts it is like he had like uh just a green sock on his legs yeah. and they removed it and she like the thing that she said was that it's like they they photoshopped him they photoshopped him uh, his legs out of the movie and I felt photoshopped out of existence mm-hmm. as well because I wasn't being represented. Right. And like, and that just kind of hit me in and, and it resonated. It resonated yeah. because like she goes on to say like, like a, a, uh, an above the knee amputee in the, in, in skyscraper, like uh, an actor hired for that role would bring so much more to it because they have lived yeah. with that disability. Yeah. And, and well, and it's not all yeah. just physical. Right. It's psychological yeah. too. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's a traumatic injury. Exactly. That's a traumatic thing that's happened, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, th- exactly. I, I think that that would really inform the character as mm-hmm. well. A- absolutely. And so. like she had said that, um, th- um, it's, there's also this, uh, this, uh, misconception um, across really the entire world that like, oh, a disabled person such as, such as, uh, the, the Paralympian that, that wrote the open letter, um, there's a, there's a misconception that, okay, well, if they are hired onto a big budget movie, they're not going to be able to work as hard as, as an able-bodied person, mm-hmm. which is not the case because in like, I wholeheartedly agree with this. Like, obviously they've lived a considerable amount of their lives, depending on the circumstance with that disability. Like, mm-hmm. It's not like I don't know. It's it's not like they're weak because of their disability. Right. They anyone who lives with any type of disability um, would you know adapt to yeah w- like that. Yeah, yeah. you're stronger because there's so much more that you have to overcome. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like that, like reading that made me think like, well, that's that's a really unique voice to mm-hmm. that particular thing, and that retroactively made me think, okay, I get. Yeah. I get the outrage over uh, Scarlett Johansson because it's not it's not about like oh a challenge as an actor to perform this role of of a person who is not like you yeah. it's it's taking away that feeling it's yeah, like that the, the ability to represent yeah exactly and this it, this demographic yeah and it reminds me of that commercial or whatever it was that you you've told me about about Ghost in the Shell yeah um do you want to share that anecdote um here? yeah there there was uh it was a commercial about um this. Uh, it's, it's been so long. It was, it was, it was like yeah. a little girl, um, a little Asian girl mm-hmm. and she walks into a comic book store mm-hmm. and she's looking around at all the comic books and they're all, you know, white male superheroes and there's, mm-hmm. and there's nothing that is for her. Mm-hmm. And then in the back they have a manga section and on display is Ghost in the Shell and she sees a character that looks like her mm-hmm. and she picks it up and falls in love with the story mm-hmm. and it 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 just um you know it and that and then oh and then she she grows up and sees a poster for the movie right. this movie that that she's wanted her whole life mm-hmm. and it's a white woman right playing the character that she identified with as a child mm-hmm. that meant so much to her that she could relate to that yeah. was her representation in a media where she had no other representation absolutely you know and it's just it it really it it's it yeah it does yeah. It, yeah it sucks and i'm so and it's easy as a white person to say it's not a big deal yeah. because we are represented everywhere right exactly you know yes like yeah and we talked like we talked about how like um Last last time you were on, we were like, oh, like I said, like, oh, there's a there's a character named Kirsten in in a movie, and like Matt. I got my representation. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> it's the same. Like there are white people in every movie. Yeah, basically. well, that's the default character. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Be- um, yeah, and it's just it's. Uh, but I'm I'm so glad that you know 
the tide seems to be shifting, at least with the advent of, you know, social media and the internet. Mm -hmm. Like, we have, like, reactions. Like, I don't really get behind the outrage culture we're in, like, as evidenced by, like, James Gunn's thing. But, like, there are certain issues that need, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm so mad at myself for bringing this up before we actually go into our review of Skyscraper properly, because this would have been a perfect segue to the next topic. Ah. But Yeah. But anyway, Skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Wrestling Daddy. Um, Wrestle Daddy. <laughs> Wrestle Daddy. Yeah. Which, Choke me up. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> so anyway. You asked me to come back. I, I did. I was, what were you expecting? I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh. So anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, okay. So yeah. Um, and yeah, like The Rock is a really good performer. Like, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah. Like, I, I like it. Like, he was great in Moana. Mm-hmm. Um, like singing also. Yeah. Um, I love Moana. Yeah, me too. It's so great. Yeah. Um, but like, and it's funny because like they're like the the default is like, oh, he's a pro wrestler. Like he's trying to make the jump to action star or whatever. But or, he did it. And he did. I mean, and like John Cena's doing it too. Yeah. And I'm like, like wrestle daddy junior. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but he like, and then I'm, I like think about that and then I'm like, well, obviously, yeah, they're going to be good performers and good actors. Well, because that's because what wrestling that's is. That's what wrestling is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's not real. No, it's, no, it's it's scripted. real to me, damn it! It's still real to me, <laughs> damn it! Oh god. Anyway, so yeah, he's in this movie. Um, one of my favorite like anecdotes that I heard on a podcast, I think, or I saw a tweet or something like that, was um, uh, it's amazing that they're making skyscraper because uh, it's amazing that someone has the balls to make Die Hard in a building. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there have been so many Die Hard ripoffs and everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, so, so The Rock is in it. They're the guy from The Dark Knight. Nev Campbell, who, I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever really told you this or we've ever really talked about it, but, um, uh, my listeners know this about me, but Scream, the oh, Scream yeah. franchise. You were like obsessed with yes. Scream as a okay, child. Yeah. You did tell me about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. I, that makes it sound weird. Like, as a young child, I was obsessed with this slasher flick, but, um, but yeah, and like, I'm makes so, sense. well, um, <laughs> So I'm so happy to see Nev Campbell in things. Yeah. Because like she hasn't really done much. Like she was in House of Cards for the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'm so glad to see her in this movie. Um and also to see her kick ass in the movie. Yeah. Like, she's really good. Yeah, like, she was playing she uh yeah. she was uh Dwayne Johnson's mm-hmm. wife. Wrestle Daddy. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um and she was a former um army surgeon. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, was, uh, was a veteran mm-hmm. and she kicked so much ass. She did. And she I... wasn't like the helpless wife. Right. You know, she, uh, she was, I don't know how much of this would be considered spoiler. I, I think she, you're good. So she's trapped in the skyscraper, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, at this point is obviously under siege mm-hmm. and, uh, it's on, it's on fire. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, she's trapped in there with their two children. Mm hmm. And trying to get out, and he's trying to get in. Yeah. Um. And it, it, she's, she's, she's really awesome. Yeah. In the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she, uh, like being a fan of hers from Scream. Like I know that she has this physicality to mm-hmm. her that, like she's, I've seen her, you know, 
kick killers asses and scream um and like it's i'm i i didn't realize until she started like kicking ass in the movie that i was just like i miss seeing nev campbell just kick ass in in movies so i was really happy to see that um but so this movie is basically die hard in a skyscraper (laughs) um have you seen die hard like what's your relationship Uh, i have seen it it's been a while since i've watched it okay um i know it's uh uh the greatest christmas movie of all time i have so, okay did you do did you say that specifically to get under my skin at no all, or? i just know okay. that it's like a thing it is okay and i was th- i'm gonna go on a slight tangent okay so i think i, I did something you guys I did, I did. so i i just recently rewatched die hard and like it's so like hip or whatever to say like if someone's like oh uh what's your favorite christmas movie and they're like oh it's oh, die, die hard. hard i like it never really bothered me before but like it bothers me so much these days because guys die hard is not a fucking christmas no of movie. course it's not that's, it's not that's the joke it is like that and there are people who will who will defend it as being like oh it's a, it's a christmas movie it's like no it's a movie that's set at christmas that's like saying oh die hard 2 is my favorite movie about air travel or fucking Die Hard 3 is my favorite movie about taxi drivers. You're so impassioned about I am, this. What is wrong with you? Because it gets so under my skin. Because, like, I even read an article on Film, uh, film School Rejects today that was, like, um, Christmas movies that came out in July and, like, like uh, Die Hard is on the list. And, like, they're all movies that aren't fucking Christmas movies. They're movies that are set at Christmas. Yeah. Like, nothing I, about... I agree with you. There's a difference. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Like... You're just Die really Hard, like I, <laughs> you're I, crazy about this. I've been this. bottling it up so much since I rewatched Die Hard because oh my God, it is like I I get like the comedy of it to say like oh Die Hard is my favorite Christmas yeah. movie, but I am a person who adores Christmas, like Christmas season. I Aww, I am little Maddie. Yeah, um, like one of my favorite like Christmas movies is freaking Christmas Every Day, which is an ABC Family. Is that a Christmas movie? It is. Yes. Or is it a movie set at Christmas? It's- <laughs> It's a movie set at Christmas that is a ripoff of Groundhog Day <laughs> in the most egregious, like it is the plot of Groundhog Day, but at Christmas. Uh-huh. And like, it's, it's an ABC family, like direct to ABC family, like made for TV movie that's so cheesy and yeah. stupid, but it's like the thematic, like everything about like real Christmas movies is that Christmas and the sense of caring for other people and and realizing like like the importance of of like having family and loved ones and everything is like that's the theme of every christmas movie Uh fucking die hard is like there's no the christmas season does not play into the thematic elements of die hard it is set at christmas there are like two or three musical cues that play christmas music one of which is um uh uh i think it i think it's is it maybe it's cold outside no, Winter Wonderland. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, anyway, so like, there are several. Like, it's it's just it's not a Christmas movie. It's an action movie. I know uh, Neil Flynn is in it. The janitor from Scrubs. He plays a cop. He has like one line. Is that is that from Scrubs? There's a reference in Scrubs. That's honestly no. the only the only reason I know. It's that's not Die Hard. Oh, what is it? That's the that's the uh, everyone's favorite. It's everyone's favorite movie about jumping out of a of a pipe into a waterfall. Um, the Fugitive. Oh, The yeah. Fugitive. Yeah. Oh, I got those movies mixed up. Yep. That's um, embarrassing. No, nah, that's fine. You're not gonna cut that out, are you? No, not at all. 
Um, but yeah, so anyway. Anyway, we've gotten way off topic yeah. now. So yeah, let's talk about everyone's favorite movie about um, building buildings. I don't know. Uh, uh, about, if, uh, about super tall buildings catching yeah, on fire. The best architecture movie of 2018, mm. Skyscraper. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so the action I thought was okay. Yeah. Um, like we said, there's a lot of, and we'll go into this in spoilers, but there are a lot of bits that were like just way, um, that we both laughed at in yeah. unison. And it's yeah. not like it was, the kind of interesting thing about it is that it's, it's, it's over the top, but it's not like, it's not self-aware about it. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain types of like action things that can be like, like they can make fun of it, but it's right. every like bit in this movie is played earnestly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like in terms of enjoyment, like did you enjoy that, or would you rather have The Rock being like, "Oh, I'm gonna hold this up with my bare hands and like wink at the camera," like not literally. Well, but. no, because that I, that is almost passing the line like mm-hmm. into farce. Yeah, which wasn't that type of movie. Sure. Um, I don't know. Which- it, would you rather have had like? Would you rather have had the movie be like a farce kind of thing? Like, no. Okay, like snakes on a plane. Like, would you rather have had like when, the when they close up the the microwave and it's got a setting for snake? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or have the rock be no, like, I'm tired no. of this damn fire and this damn skyscraper. No, because it wasn't that type of film. Okay. Um, I just wish that uh, there were a couple scenes where I was like, that is physically unrealistic mm. for that to have happened. Right. You know, and I'm like, there's just a better way. There, there, there was a better way to write that scene. Yeah, you didn't have to do something that's literally impossible to do. Right, and it it seemed like such a lazy and kind of cliched, yeah, script too. Because yeah. like, I mean, and we'll talk. Like, I'll save that for spoilers. But like, it's just it kind of goes through the motions. Like, you're like, if you're in the theater for skyscraper, you know the type of movie you're in for. So mm-hmm. it's like any like twist or revelation is like you're just along for the ride. Like that's how I took it. Like, I'm just like, I, yeah. Um, but we can wrap up the non-spoiler and go into spoilers because there's not really much to spoiler and much else to dissect. But, um, did you, are you acrophobic at all? No. No. Okay. Did you, you, so you didn't get like any vertigo or anything like, no, any, see, I, there were a couple times where Mm -hmm. he's hanging off the side of the building or scaling Mm -hmm. the side, you know, the outside windows and stuff. And he looks down and you, you know, you see, the ground, but, and the building, it's, it's, it's the tallest building in the world. And right. it's like, it's like 200 and some stories. Yeah. It's like a mile into the yeah. sky. So, um, um, understandably. Yeah. Uh, I do like that, the, like visually, like the special effects in the movie were, were pretty good. Yeah. Um, like they really did a good job of, of rendering the visuals of the skyscraper. Cause obviously it's all computer generated. You don't think they actually built that? No, 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 no I don't think so. Mm. But, um, but yeah, as someone who suffers from acrophobia, um, I like that was, it was, I, I had a, there were a few, bl- uh, butt clenching moments for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, just, I, I'm petrified of heights. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, uh, if you were to give a rating on it, like uh, out of five stars, what would you give it? Oh, I'd probably give it two and a half stars. Okay. I think I gave it two on Letterboxd. Yeah. yeah. You should join Letterboxd. Because it was, it was entertaining. Yeah. I was entertained by mm-hmm. it. 
Um, even if some of it was making fun of the film while I was watching it. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was, that's a fun experience. But, but like, I thought, I, I thought the yeah. acting was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was fine. Uh, the, the, I mean, Nev Campbell was great. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson was great. Every, I mean, the villains were, yeah. were believable. Yeah. The, they were believable, but I feel like the, like they were just cardboard cut. Like they were, yeah. they were just not. Like, and that's one of the faults of the movie is that, like, the kind of, uh, the motivation of them isn't revealed until, like, the, near the end of the movie. So, like, there's no, like, I think it was supposed to be played up as a mystery, but I didn't give two shits about it. Yeah. But, like. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I yeah. don't care what they're after. I yeah. just, you know, I just want The Rock to save his kids. Right. Yeah. Like, that's all I cared about. Yeah. Watching the movie. Right. And you knew he would. No, yeah. It was never in question. Right. He's the hero. Like, he was a total hero. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's skyscraper. We're going to go into spoilers, uh, here in just a second. Um, any parting thoughts on non-spoilers for it? I just said he saved his kids. That's right. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to play a bit from the trailer and then kick Kirsten out of my apartment (laughs) and then we'll get into spoilers. I thought we were already in the spoilers. No, no, Uh, that's fine. We can do, we don't cut that. No, uh. No, I, well, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out in post. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, all right. Mr. Sawyer, is your family enjoying their stay? Very much so. They're shocked you gave us the entire floor. After your security assessment, what do you think of the building? With all due respect, he's a glorified security guard. Please. The Pearl is the tallest, most advanced building in the world. You've built a vertical city. But you've brought with it every single safety and security challenge that I could think of. We thought this floor was empty. So did I. Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. But I'm just a glorified security guard, so what the hell do I know anyway? Okay, spoilers on for Skyscraper. So, um... The one thing that I want to mention, because I'm, this was one of the first things I said when the credits rolled to you, was that, like, what is the practical meaning behind, like, like the the sphere, the the pearl, the actual right. like holodeck? Yeah. Okay. Room. So, so the skyscraper yeah. is called the pearl. The building is called the pearl. Right. And um, at the very top of the building, there's an actual physical spherical, um, room. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very, very, very top of the building. And it's, you mentioned it, it's kind of like a holodeck. Yeah. Like from, uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can, there are like mirrors on the outside. He can project yeah. like, like the, like it can basically, uh, project the outside. Yeah. Inside. So, so it, it looks, looks like, you're, like standing you're standing in the middle of the sky yeah. and they call it heaven. Yeah. Which I really thought that was going to be like the big moment at the end was that they changed it and then the villains would be like, oh my ah! God, what's going and on? And then like they take them and out. That, or yeah. I kind of thought that too. Yeah. Um, it, but it didn't have that payoff. Yeah. But, but the room is like full of mirrors. Yeah. Like it, it kind of looks, it, it, it gives the impression of a fun house, but exactly. you can project images onto them. Right. Um, and it just, it, uh, I think the intention oh, is for it to be a tourist attraction mm-hmm. when the building opens. It just looked like very disorienting. Yeah. And that's the thing that I didn't get. Like I get the idea of like, Oh, having like heaven or whatever, like it being yeah. like it, you know, the, the ambiance of being like standing in the middle of the sky. Like that's an interesting thing. Yeah. But like when we're first shown it, it's like, it sets up the, the big thing at the end. 
where like they have these like mirrors that come out of the floor. It's like this is a a city contained into into a, a skyscraper um, that's cost like billions and billions of dollars to create. And like the big tourist attraction is a basically a carnival funhouse. <laughs> Like yeah. that, it just, it kind of seemed a little silly and it seemed like it was just, it was just a plot device. It, it was, it was just, because that was where the final battle was right. held. Yep. So they needed to set it up early in the movie exactly. for the payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't think it was significant enough to mean as much as they wanted it, it to exactly. mean. It, it felt too much like it was just setting up a final yeah. confrontation. Oh, this will be cool. Yeah. yeah. It's wouldn't just... it, wouldn't it be cool if. Yeah. And it was it was pretty stupid, but the actual like diehard stuff, like the the skyscraper stuff, was pretty interesting. Like yeah. the technology that they yeah. showed was like yeah, it and, looked really cool. And Dwayne Johnson's character, Will Sawyer, mm-hmm. um, he uh, is like a he's like a security analyst. Yeah, like a security consultant. Yeah, who, so so yeah. he was um revise he was uh, reviewing and revising mm-hmm. the security features on the building. Right, so that they could open up the top levels of yeah, the, which of were the going building. to be residential. Right, um, the bottom was gonna it was like businesses and stuff, and there mm-hmm. was like a big there was like thirty floors yeah. that are taken up by a like a park, like mm-hmm. an outdoor park right. in the building, and there's a zoo, there's a zoo in it. Um, Apparently, a, yeah, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, there's um, a zoo. Um, so there's, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's a fully functioning city, basically yeah. contained yeah. in in one big skyscraper. Mm. There was a, cu- there were a couple of things um, I was going to say to you in the theater, but I, I didn't. Uh, the se- the second that they showed the skyscraper, yeah, because like the opening credits is like like the like the building of the skyscraper. Um, I wanted to lean over and whisper, I think that's the skyscraper. Uh, um, you would have yeah, been right, right. <laughs> um, and then the second thing was the second that Pablo Shriver, who plays the uh his friend who got them the the contract, mm-hmm. uh, that got the rock the contract second he shows up on screen, I was gonna be like, he's he's gonna double cross him. I knew it. It's so yeah. It's so obvious yeah. and telegraphed. And then also the the assistant guy who turned out to be Well, and I even knew he was in yeah. he was in the um uh his his friend was mm-hmm. was in that opening scene when they were mm-hmm. in the FBI. Right. Uh when when uh you know the the, the, the ten bomb. years before. Yeah. Right. He was the guy who wanted to take the take the suspect out. Oh, was he the guy that wanted he to was. take him out? Okay. And 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 huh. Will Will says uh, no, he's unarmed, and it turned out he had a bomb strapped to his chest. But right. He was holding a child, and, and they thought they yeah. had de-escalated the situation. And then he whips around and sets off right. the bomb, and that's how um, the Rock's character loses his leg, and also yeah. uh, his his friend has his burns on the side of his face. And they both um, that's how they got out of the FBI yeah. because they were they were horribly injured in this mm-hmm. incident. But and he but he uh, that, mm-hmm. that 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 was I knew from that beginning. I yeah. knew he was coming back, and oh, then when yeah. I saw him come back, I was like, oh, he's a bad guy. Right. He is a bad guy. <laughs> and like there's a scene where they're like on 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 a boat and everything where like he like the rock is saying like oh if uh if I didn't have my wife and kids I don't know what I'd do yeah. or whatever and then uh he's like his where friend, where would I be? Yeah. And his friend's like oh you you'd be me. You'd be me. Yeah. And like I feel like that was And then implying, he kind of plays it off. He's like yeah. oh come on man I'm kidding. Right. It's like no you were not. Right. And I feel like that's implying that his friend had like a family and that like they couldn't deal with him after, after yeah, the explosion. Maybe. I wish that they would have dealt more into that yeah. or dealt yeah, more into that. Yeah, they never really explained how he yeah. got working for this group of people. Right, exactly. And how like, he fell into this business. Right. 
Yeah. And like he like he gets killed early on in the movie and then I mean that was a, that was a pretty cool like fight sequence I guess. But like it's it's just I, I wish did kind of laugh at the hobbling thing. Yeah, well there, there, yeah. there was there was one there was one point where um, he, he, and what was his friend's name? Ben um, or something? Like I think that? it was Ben. Yeah. Um, they're, they're fighting. Um, mm. and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, like it's a pretty good, pretty good yeah. fight sequence. It's maybe a minute and a half long. It's a pretty yeah. long fight. There's sequence. a shot where the rock, I think the rocks, uh, like takes a header into a TV. Yeah. He kicks his cool. head into the TV. Yeah. That was That's cool. That's what it was. That was cool. Um, but at one point his friend rips off his prosthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rock is literally hopping after him yeah. and it's and it's like it's just it's it was a very odd scene mm-hmm. and I, I kind of felt bad kind of laughing at it a little bit but it was a little ridiculous it was it was, it was. yeah so i don't know um, how i felt about yeah that. and part of that fight takes place in the kitchen and like i kind of had to laugh because it's like as well choreographed as it was like it was like i mean it was a finely choreographed thing it wasn't anything that was too like it didn't it wasn't earth shatteringly impressive or anything it wasn't like uh, captain america the winter soldier kind of fight sequences but the one thing that kind of made me laugh is that suddenly like the dishwasher door is like down um conveniently conveniently and like it's not set up at all it's like it's it's down specifically so that they can grab the knife and have yeah. like that prop in yeah it. um you could have just had a knife block on the counter yeah exactly but whatever yeah and like I feel like that's a good kind of indication of the action in the movie itself mm. cuz like we have The whole movie is just yeah. knives and knives. dishwashers <laughs> right? that's That's all it is. Right. But no, we have like the rock like scaling the side of a crane with yeah, oh yeah, and like yeah. like he he wrapped duct tape around his hands so that he could <laughs> there there's this narrow like uh 2 inch ledge yes. lining the windows and he's like walking along this ledge mm-hmm. and he's got duct tape on yeah. his hands so he can hold on to the windows and mm-hmm. it was it was a little bit it was a it was a bit much yeah now if you're listening to this and and you're listening to it without having seen the movie um and you're wondering why kirsten went into detail about what the duct tape was used for in that sequence huh. it's because there are multiple times where duct tape is utilized in this movie there's one point where um uh dwayne johnson after breaking into the building he's mm-hmm. treating his own wounds mm-hmm. and um he he pulls a bit of shrapnel out of his shoulder mm-hmm. and then he pours some vodka on it mm-hmm. which was conveniently found in in right. a toolbox yeah or a first aid kit or whatever yeah. it was. And, and then he, and then he wraps like some fabric mm-hmm. and duct tapes it to the shoulder. Yep. And he says out loud to this room by himself, uh, uh if, if it, it? Do- if it's, if it doesn't stay together, you're not using enough duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is this product placement <laughs> for duct tape? Right. And I think, and I think what it was, because the I don't tape it at this point. It's almost like a recurring character. It, it is. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the sidekick of yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um, but I think that this was a reference that they hit on the, the nail on the head or they hit it over the head so many times. Um, I think that it was supposed to be a reference to Die Hard because there's a scene at the end of Die Hard where he duct tape, duct tapes the, the gun to his back and mm. to take down Hans and, and the terrorists. But like, it's so like, it's, it's not subtle at all. Yeah. Like it's like, and then there's, it's a, like you said, it's a recurring like bit and character. It's like, do you have any duct tape? Like, yeah. All right. Okay. What's the plan? Right. Well, do you have any duct tape? <laughs> Cut to next scene. And like, 
there wasn't even really a need for duct tape in that in that final thing. Yeah. Like I guess, but like, like why not just have? I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're getting to kind of the end. We're jumping around a little bit. The end with them fighting the terrorists. Um, when he, you talk about when he's got the sword hidden yes, up his sleeve. But out of nowhere, was that sword like established at all? It, was it part it, of the statue it was. thing? It, okay. Now he's um, the ribbon cutting that oh, that yeah. the character has. He has the a picture framed where he's cutting the ribbon on the building when it first opened. And he's using he the cut sword. it with a sword, and then the sword is framed under the picture. They do okay. show it a couple times. Okay. Um. Uh. But. Uh. But. Uh, I at first I didn't even notice the sword because I was looking mm-hmm. at what is going on in the picture. Yeah, me too. And I think maybe the second or third time they showed it, I noticed mm-hmm. that the the sword in the picture was was mounted underneath. Um, I see. So that is that's the big plan. Yeah, and like I I didn't remember seeing the sword. I I yeah. only really remember seeing the picture once in the movie. I saw. Um, I remember seeing it a couple times. Okay. That shows how much attention I paid to the movie. Yeah, but um, yeah, and like it just. Like with that context, it makes it a little better. But I was just like, I I guffawed at yeah. it because like the sword he produces the sword. It's like it's, it's like a broadsword. It slides out of his sleeve. Yes, and he, and all he does is use it like one time. Yeah. He just slices what like that's the plan. Right. He slices. Uh, I'm gonna pull the, out the sword and slice yeah. it. A guy. One of these guys with guns. Yeah. And parachutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, like. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, then we had, we had, uh, the moment that you laughed at, and then I had a delayed reaction to. We mentioned last time you were on that we're both fans of John Mulaney. Oh, yeah! <laughs> the guy, um. So, so the, yeah. the thing that the villains are after. Oh, yes, is, yes. Um, it was, I think it's supposed to be like a, like a memory like drive, a, like a yeah, USB drive. A hard drive, yeah. Um, with uh basically all of their account information um because they've been extorting money from mm-hmm. people and so this is a way to like take the entire syndicate down yeah and so they want this so they can delete all the information mm-hmm. um all the bank account records everything and uh and the final confrontation so so they want to trade Dwayne Johnson's child's life mm-hmm. you know for for this information right. and and the character uh the guy who built the building yeah um, um, I don't remember his name. He's he's got it in his hand. Yeah, and and he's like, you want it? And then he like he he's like, there, there it is, and he throws, he throws it. And it we, across. I, the, my first thought was John Mulaney. <laughs> you want that? You want it? Go, Go get, get it. it. Street smarts. <laughs> Which, if you're not familiar, go watch Kid Gorgeous. It's great. Um, it's, it's John Mulaney's latest stand-up. Yeah, it's so great. But, like, I and I had such a delayed reaction. It didn't even register with me. And then, like, I was just, I I lost it. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the actual, like, that plot device, that the MacGuffin of the movie, being the, the hard drive with all the information, it, like, it's an interesting enough like plot device like i thought that it was a pretty interesting like angle to play uh to the um motivations of the villains the problem was like this is introduced like almost at the end of the movie yeah and like we don't get like anything from the villains like we get like one scene with the villains playing off of um uh from from the character uh the the architect of the of the of the building um i think his name was long long i don't um, remember honestly yeah. anyway he like we get like one scene where they reference like we're we're here for the most important thing to you or something like that and it's yeah like played up as a mystery but like i didn't 
give two the shits payoff, about it. The payoff wasn't worth it. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, and I, I also, I didn't understand yeah. what was up with the female assassin character. Oh, yeah. She, it, she was kind of operating things from the outside. The, right. Because the, the security base that yeah. runs the building is like, like two mile, miles away two or something. Miles, it's, and yeah. it's supposed to be a security feature so that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like in a, in a state of emergency, keep the president and the vice president separated. Right. Yeah. Kind of along those lines. Mm-hmm. Well, she goes there while the other team goes to right. the building. And, and that was to get access to the to, building. Yeah. 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 So they, they like hacked in. Right. Um, but she was, she, was some kind of trained assassin and I didn't understand what her relationship was. Uh, me neither. Like she was just a henchman for the, for the group, yeah, I guess. Like I she was like the second in command, I think. I, didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. But there was like no, like it almost feels like it's two separate movies. Like yeah. there's a movie of the, the, of the, the bad guys in the building and then a movie of the bad guys uh, at the facility. Mm-hmm. And like, there's nothing like connecting. Them. Yeah. Like at all, I think they spoke to each other like one time in the, over yeah. their headsets. One time, yeah. In, when they're talking, she she pulls up that the tablet, mm-hmm. and she's and it it felt very out of place. Yeah, she's like, uh, Will Will Sawyer. Uh, oh, what did she say? She's like, Will. Oh, looks like Will Sawyer's in the building. Oh, look, and there's his family. Oh, yeah, and, and that's that's where they get the That's idea right. to track down the family and use them as like hostage right. bait but it was just really weird she's like will sawyer's in the building oh look there's his family yeah and that was like the only communication that she had with right the guys in the building i think yeah and also the whole idea of the tablet and having facial recognition and everything like for a building that is like so high tech and so like um so like so much technology goes into it and so like sought after mm-hmm. and and secretive and everything and like the key to like unlocking pretty much everything is facial recognition yeah not like, like thumbprint scanning yeah, exactly not like not like ocular like yeah or anything like it's just it's just like a face yeah like it's the same type of technology that like uh facebook asks if you want to tag a friend in yeah, a picture yeah. it's at like, one time facebook yeah. took a picture of my boot and was like is this your friend anthony i'm like that's <laughs> was it that? that's not a that's that's not that's, that's not a, a face like yeah. think about something like that could happen right yeah. um oh, one, one thing that kind of that kind of stood out to me like mm-hmm. you said this is i mean this is the most advanced building in the world right and he was able to burst out a window using a statue. Like, yeah. And, okay, they're big statues, and he's a strong mm-hmm. guy. Right. And he's like ramming this. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like a. I don't know. It's probably almost as tall as he is. Yeah. That that he's ramming into the window. He rams it a couple times before the window breaks. But I was right. like, they really don't have like bulletproof glass right. on that... this state of the art building, and on the yeah. floor that the panic room is on, especially because exactly. that was the floor he was on at the time. He mm-hmm. was able to pretty easily bust out that window. Right. Like, I'm like, that he shouldn't have been able to do yeah. that. Like, okay, he does, like, he does, like, two tries. Like, the first try, there's no, like, no indication that it's gonna break. Second try, it's like, boom, it's done. Yeah. Whereas, like, earlier in the movie, he has to swing, like, a big ass crane. Yeah. Like, so much more power. Yeah. I'm like, one guy yeah. ramming a statue is, is right. really gonna break out that window? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, The Rock is great at that kind of thing. Like, yeah. he was in, like, one of the Fast and Furious movies. There's, um, 
I don't remember exactly what happened, but it's super ridiculous. Like he, he has a broken arm in the movie and then toward the end, he's at the hospital with like a cast on and Mm -hmm. everything. And he sees like all the shenanigans going on and like how he has to save his friends. The best and the furious shenanigans. shenanigans. (laughs) And like he's in the hospital with his young daughter right there. And he looks at the TV and he has this just amazing like macho moment where he, uh, has his arm in, in the cast. Uh, breaks through the cast with just sheer, like, just like, breaks the plastic. Yes, just b- breaks it, it shatters, and then he looks at his daughter and he's like, Daddy's gotta go to work. Why did he have to break the cast though? <laughs> Why couldn't he just keep it on and still go? Well, because spoilers for whichever Fast and the Furious movie that was, but he steals an ambulance and then, uh, times it perfectly to take down a drone that is going after them. But he couldn't have done that with a cast on his arm? I guess not. Wouldn't it have been easier? Cause like his arm is still broken. Breaking the cast doesn't heal the arm. I know. And that's why it's so great. That was, that's, that's ridiculous. He didn't need to do, you didn't need to, what if, what if the daughter's like, you didn't need to do that, dad? What is, you're always showboating. What is wrong with, this is why mom left us. And I, and I love that. I, I just love that. Cause that's one of the, it's like so over the top. It's so stupid. But like, um, yeah, like, and some, like, after seeing that movie, like, I would, uh, when I would have to leave for work, I'd look at pizza and be like, Daddy's gotta go to work. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, so, Skyscraper. Yeah. Um, the villains were nothing. Like, that, the assistant guy who turned out to be a villain. Oh, totally. He, he was just, he had yeah. evil guy painted yeah. all over him. He exactly. looked like a weasel. He did. Like, and like, he's, they didn't try to hide it at all. Yeah. Like, it's not one of those, like, it's supposed to be a big reveal later on, but it's like, he's, He's going like he's making these comments and everything that's mm-hmm. like not even tongue in cheek. I'm just like, well, clearly yeah. he's. And he also had it. an evil accent. He did, you know. <laughs> um, so just all around a bad guy. Yeah, the security guy. Yeah. Um, he had a really cool like hero moment. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that, awesome. That was a pretty cool moment actually. Yeah. So th- there's a scene where mm-hmm. where eventually the, you know they they have to evacuate the building. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the the architect, he, he and his staff, they go up to the roof where they have a chopper waiting. Mm-hmm. And his bodyguard, who's a pretty cool character, he yeah. and he's he's like whoa, 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 and they're like what's going on, and he's like that's not our pilot. And right. like, he just, no, you know, he can tell it's, it's not the pilot from that far of a distance. It's pretty cool. And mm. then, uh, you know, then, then that's when the betrayal comes, I think, yeah. you know, that's when the bad guys come out and, and, go- yeah. and his, 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 uh, assistant, is assistant. that who he was? Um, is like, ha you know, I'm a bad guy. Right. Um, but yeah, the guy get the, the bodyguard gets shot and you think he's mm-hmm. dead and it turns out he's not. And he grabs his gun and he fires at the helicopter and kills the guy, kills the pilot. And, and then the helicopter like spin, like the guy, he, you know, he slumps forward on the controls mm-hmm. and the helicopter spins into the building. It's so ridiculous, but so It was cool. really cool. Yeah. Cause you think he, the bodyguard is going to take a shot at the main villain. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but he doesn't. Yeah. And it's just, I was, I was, Pleasantly surprised yeah. by that sequence. It was cool. I think I might have yeah. gasped out loud at that moment because it was <laughs> just cinematically, it was just really neat. Right. The helicopter just spins and the blades mm-hmm. are catching on the building and it just, it's like, it draws nearer and nearer. Right. It was just a really cool scene. Yeah. Um, and not to get too, uh, analytical to the movie, but I, I did appreciate how, um, 
how much the movie uh, showcased like the spectator aspect of it. Like so much of like the information that's in the movie or so much of the, so many shots are populated by either bystanders just watching this. Oh horror yeah. Unfold. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cause it's all yeah. on the news in, yeah. in real time. You know, the people are watching. He, mm-hmm. he's become like a hero of the people, right. You know, for scaling this building yeah. and, and putting his life at risk. And, oh, and yeah. so and people see- are, yeah, and you see tons of shots of people like with cell phones and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and it, it, it's it's kind of a funny bit that um every t- you know oh he starts to fall you think he's gonna fall off the building right. but he pulls himself back up and the crowd cheers yeah. and, and inside the police van one of the guys is one of the police officers is like yes right and the the captain <laughs> looks at him and oh you know I'm, right. I'm not on his side <laughs> that's the joke right. Yeah, so it's, it's it's yeah it 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 was a fun movie. Yeah, do you want to talk about the part the bridge? Yes, scene? okay. That was so, the part that I think this was maybe the most unbelievable so sequence. So ridiculous. Yeah. So there's a bridge that um it's when he finally gets into the building yes. and uh finds his wife now mm. now his wife and the kids had gotten mm. separated yes and then the kids got separated from each other right so um at this point he he comes in while his wife is fighting one of the bad guys mm-hmm. um and uh together they they thwart him mm-hmm. and he falls to his presumable death right um and then they and then the bridge has crumbled at this mm-hmm. point like a beam fell and knocked out part right. of the bridge so on the other side yeah. of the bridge is their son mm-hmm. and their daughter is way over there right you know but but they're like okay son henry son we're gonna get you so so they they, they got to find out what to do well he's got this fire axe and so he chops off like a wooden like a plane yeah like a, yeah. a long skinny and they yeah. they drop it between mm-hmm. the two and it's just long enough to span yeah. the gap in the There's bridge. There's like two feet on the other side where it's taking up on the other side of the bridge. Yeah. And again, this is a wood beam. Yeah. And and the bridge is collapsing. Yeah. So, so... And there's fire all around. So yeah. heat is emanate. Like, uh-huh. it's... It's not structurally sound. So what he does is he grabs these two cables. They're like support cables from Mm -hmm. the internal structure of the bridge. And he's holding them up with his bare hands. (laughs) And he's like, go, honey, I got this. And he's he's holding up the bridge with his bare (laughs) hands while his wife walks across. And it's like. (sighs) It's probably like, what, 30, 40 feet, maybe? Yeah, but how narrow? Oh, it's like not even a foot. Yeah, like, so it's yeah. it's like one foot in front of the other, yeah. you know, and and she just walks across it like in, a tightrope in heels. Yeah, <laughs> grabs the kid, puts him on her back, and the kids yeah. are like nine I mean, years old, like about nine or ten. Well, they, they were. It's been ten years since the accident, oh, which is yeah. when they met because oh, okay. she was the surgeon who operated on him. That's right. When when he had when the incident where he lost his leg, so yeah. they're like they're maybe nine. yeah they're they're twins. They're eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. The big kid, you yeah. know, that's a, oh, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a little human right there. Yeah. And she just puts him on her back and yeah. then walks across and I'm like, honey, right. get on your hands and knees, yeah. lower your center of gravity. Right. And the whole thing, like he can't hold it much longer right. and, and the fire is raging and the, mm. the, the, the beam and it, the, the whole thing, it was mm-hmm. just. And like the weight of her, like a grown adult and a, a child on that wooden plank. With like it wouldn't the have amount, supported it would not have supported like yeah. at all. Like with the heat and everything from yeah. the fire, like the amount of space that it took up on the other end of it was like it was just it was it a ridiculous sequence. Yeah. And I'm like, there, so there hadn't dumb. been a better way, yeah, to shoot that scene. So stupid, and yeah. like we were both cackling at yeah. that. It was throughout ridiculous. the whole time. That was, 
it was the one sequence where I was like, okay, this, well, one of the sequences where I was like, okay, this is a little too stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is, this is not fun. This is just, this is silly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else about it, about any, any, uh, about it that sticks out? Um, buildings are cool. Fires are cool. Um, <laughs> no, I think that, I think that, I think we covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that is our review of Skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into big, dumb action movies, go see it. Yeah. It was um, fun. It was yeah, a fun movie. Yeah. And like, it's interesting because The Rock has made this movie before, essentially. Like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Just this summer, he came out with Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. And then a couple years ago, there was San Andreas, which is basically the same yeah. premise. Now, we didn't get a chance to see Rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, oh, I wanted to. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's on like Google Play, so I'm probably going to rent it eventually. So sometime we'll have to watch it. Yeah. And compare. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> the big, like, well, I'll have you on for like a big, like, the rock episode. We should watch a bunch of rock movies. Yes. And then talk about how they're all the same movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> San Andreas, Rampage. We'll watch yeah. Skyscraper yeah. again. Um, we'll notice all the, all the yeah. nuance. All the subtle nuance. Yeah. I do really want to see Jumanji. I kind of want to see that too. I've it looked really it looked like good. Fun. Things. Yeah. yeah. And I um, like that it's not like a complete remake. It's, right. It's a, it's a reboot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bringing something new to the table. Yeah. And I think as an acting exercise for, for the, for the actors in the movie, it seems like fun. Cause like, yeah. Yeah. Like Playing characters rock, that you would never yeah. play. Yeah. In exactly. Real life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's our review of Skyscraper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think we're, before we go to Potpourri, what, do you still want to do our other discussion? Yeah, sure. Topic? Okay. Um, it's yeah. It's going to be a long okay. episode. It is. It is. So, um, another topic that I wanted to talk to you about, um, kind of to get your viewpoint on it, cause it's, I mean, it's kind of a, hot button issue um currently going on in the world of fandom and the entertainment industry mm-hmm. um this also also this will fill the quota that we have established with having you on and talking shit about star wars great um yeah so <laughs> um yeah because because the episode after you were on i had fecus on and he said like uh he said you did a great job and everything and he really enjoyed oh uh, i should listen to the episode you should and he said oh now you have another person to hate on star wars with so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um we're talking about uh this toxic fandom Mm -hmm. that is prevalent in a lot of different fandoms in general yeah yeah um, yeah not just film and tv yeah, exactly across the board any, any, a lot any of, form of entertainment yeah it's a lot of gatekeeping yeah. going on where people just think that they're entitled to like their personal viewpoint of a franchise yeah, or dictate. something should dictate how it's done uh-huh and um there's a lot that goes to star wars with this mm-hmm. um and to kind of preface this, I've told the story on the podcast before. I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but a few years ago, um, actually it was PopCon 2015. Um, at the time, like the Force Awakens was about to come out that December. We had like our first teaser trailer for mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, the hype machine was building. Yeah. So there was this guy at PopCon, like this older guy who stood like at our booth for a considerable amount of time just talking to me about how um how 
ridiculous it is that there's going to be a black Jedi because the because the teaser trailer had Finn with the, right. with the lightsaber. I'm rolling my eyes yeah. so hard. And how right now. like now since we're since we're so uh, concerned with um, being PC, yeah, being PC, we have a woman at the at uh, in uh, as the star of uh-huh. Star Wars, and uh-huh. he was going on about how like oh in the in the TV show uh, in the TV show Elementary on like NBC or like network. That's television. a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and like right, Lucy, with Lucy Liu, Liu plays Watson. Yeah. And he, like, I think he actually said, like, we have a Chinese woman playing Watson. I'm like, just. Oh, buddy. Leave, oh. please. I don't, like. And. You poor, small minded yeah, little man. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, he kept talking. Yeah. And, like, at the time, I, like, I, I was very averse to confrontation and everything. But I like to think that. And you're better now? I, I, <laughs> well, actually, I think I have a <laughs> thicker skin from working in a call center for two years. I'm sure that helps. And also yeah. being John's friend. Yeah, and being John's yeah, friend. Yeah. That probably helps. Too. Yeah. Um, some of his manliness has, has, uh, rubbed off on me. Um, don't tell me I said that. Yeah. Um, Sounds so, sexual. Yeah. <laughs> He's 69 well, with tiny. <laughs> God damn it. John's rubbing off on you. <laughs> oh, God. Go on. I'm listening. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, like, I feel like, uh, like, had that happened now, I would have been like, okay, just get the fuck away. I don't, uh-huh. You're an idiot. Um, Maybe not that harsh, but I would have been like, I don't agree with you. You're, you're narrow-minded leave. But, yeah. So, like, now, um, since The Last Jedi came out... December. So like eight months ago, there has been such a backlash over yeah. it because it's uh hashtag not my Star Wars or quote unquote not my Star Wars, not my Luke uh Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And like it's just what it boils down to, just a blanket statement here, is that it's it's fans of the franchise feeling that they are entitled yeah. to dictate what the franchise yeah. is. Now that it's in new hands. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to talk to you about it and get like, like kind of, um, <laughs> uh, vent about it a little bit because in the months since The Last Jedi came out, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who played, um, Rose in yeah. The Last Jedi, had come under such, uh, scrutiny from the fanboys of mm-hmm. Star Wars that she deleted her Instagram, yeah. her Twitter, and everything. It's horrible. Um, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And then there's that ridiculous, like, oh, we're gonna remake The Last Jedi and we're gonna do it right. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and go right so, ahead. someone did like yeah. a fan cutting where they, they, they took the entire movie and they cut out mm-hmm. all the scenes with women. Okay. And I can only imagine the movie must have been like five minutes long. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. Because a, a lot of the main characters in the movie are women. Right. Oh, yeah. And like, it's... It's like, is, is it even a movie now? Right. <laughs> what is it? What do you have yeah. now? What is it? And like, there's such a... Like, the fan base is so... I'm, I shouldn't say the fan base because that's... It's these, not... These people are extremists. Yeah, it is It is a very vocal minority, yeah. I'm sure. Like, it's yeah. not indicative of every Star Wars yeah. fan. But they are so butthurt over mm. the fact that, you know... Yeah, yeah. That there are minorities and women yeah, in their movies exactly. now. And that a woman is at the head of it. Kathleen Kennedy is the uh-huh. person that's in charge of it. Uh-huh. And, like, it's 
funny in a way because like it's such a ridiculous thing to get so, so heated yeah, about like when when we talked like when when me and uh mike and tiny talked about the last jedi in our year in review episode in, back in january like um mike is a longtime fan of the franchise mm-hmm. he like he's he loves he loves star wars his biggest complaint over it is that it's clear that they that they don't have like a story mapped out okay like and that's, that's like, a legitimate concern. that's a legitimate concern yeah. and, like i could see getting that kind of that kind of passion over it if if that's what they were passionate about yeah but because you're you for the first time in your life aren't being represented right as the main character as the main character in a in a franchise that frankly and i'm gonna alienate again a lot of star wars fans frankly the franchise isn't that good still it's just it's it's i it's just it's a silly space (laughs) franchise (laughs) like space fantasy franchise like it's 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 entertainment. Like there are some themes to it and everything. Like there's plays with like good and evil and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but they are, it's not a subtle, right? Like nuanced okay. kind of, yeah. kind of thing about, you know, and, I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's such a, it's for me, it's such a weird thing to get, to get so, so impassioned yeah. about because I just, Diversity in films, right? Like, is a great thing. Yeah, all you're doing is bringing more demographics mm-hmm. into the fandom. You know, right. you, now now you have little black boys who mm-hmm. can look at this film and say, "I see myself in this exactly. movie." You know, you have little girls who who can look at look at this film and you know maybe a movie that was never for them. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And they can look at it and say, "I can see myself in this." Mm-hmm. And what is so wrong about that? It's it's Poe Dameron wasn't enough, right? Because you got Poe Dameron, yeah. And and Poe like it's what a great character, yeah. And Oscar Isaac, he's he's a minority too. Like he is, and what what is his? He's he's uh, Guatemalan. Oh, is he? He's part Guatemalan and Cuban. Like his mother is is Guatemalan, his his father is Cuban. Like it's just and and like he's an incredible character Mm -hmm. and like an act. Like he's amazing. Um, Who, Who is? Phantasma. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, um, um, oh, uh, Gwendolyn Christie. What is her, uh, is it? She, she's Phasma. also. Phasma. Oh, Phasma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's also on, uh, Game of Thrones, yeah, right? Yep. Th- there was all this, when, when, I remember when, like, pictures of her in costume came out, mm-hmm. and people were like, how were we even supposed to know that's a woman? That doesn't look, look like woman's armor. And God. that's sort of what's come out with, have you seen the She-Ra, um, the new She-Ra cartoon reboot? I haven't. Um, well, they, they've just released the first, images of the characters okay and the character uh, obviously she-ra is uh a girl she's like a young mm-hmm. teenager okay. and she um looks she dresses kind of tomboyish mm-hmm. from you know it's definitely not the over sexualized cartoon character that right. we're familiar with if you sure. used to watch the cartoon mm-hmm. um she looks like a you know a preteen or something and uh she's wearing like a breastplate and she has shorts on under her skirt you know okay. and everyone is Everyone is up in arms about this character because she doesn't Jeez. look like a girl. Like she, like. God. And here's the thing: this is a, uh, obviously a young car- a cartoon character, right? A cartoon marketed toward children, and mm-hmm. you are upset because she's not sexy enough for right. you. It's like, what is? Look at look at your own life. Yeah. Examine your choices. Right. Reevaluate. There's something wrong with you. Like, why is this a point of contention yeah. for you? Yeah, and and it goes like, back to Phasma. Mm-hmm. 
Phasma? Yeah, Phasma. Yeah. Um, she, people were mad because she wasn't sexy enough. Right. And it's like, like first of all, I always get like that's one thing that always really bothers me is like mm-hmm. women's armor in video yeah. games or in cartoons or stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, it's always like, oh, here's a loincloth and some boob couplets. Right. And that's it. And all yeah. your vital areas are exposed. And right. it, it's like, it's really cool to see like really good female armor. Yeah. Like that's, that's always just like, cause it's so rarely done. Mm-hmm. And I really like that character. She's a villain. Mm-hmm. She has a great fight sequence. Nice. Um, and, and she, it just it was really cool to see like this character who you know she she doesn't have to dress in revealing skimpy right you know armor and it mm. just i don't know it was really cool and everyone was like so mad yeah it's uh it's so it's so <laughs> and like this will be crass but like in this day and age why do you need why do you need sex appeal in, in everything movies? yeah like yeah why does every female character have to be yeah, overly sexualized like i i, I don't in yes mm, and i get yes. it when it's appropriate i do yeah. oh yeah but, like, but sometimes it's just not necessary not. and like this also goes into you're like, telling me phasma right. would need to be wearing revealing clothing right. and high heels yeah and, and like it's it's super just dumb to get a, a bug up your ass about that because, like, my problem with with Phasma is the character is essentially Boba Fett in that she does nothing in the movies. Okay, and like, I just thought she was cool. Yeah, I mean, she looks cool, <laughs> and she has that tether to Finn's character yeah. in the Last Jedi. But like, both movies, I'm like, okay, she's clearly like a Boba Fett character. Like in the original trilogy, Boba Fett is nothing. Like he's Boba he Fett is so nothing. cool. He does nothing. He's cool though. Uh, sure, sure. But like it's it's just I I'm more just perturbed by the lack of writing in these in these movies for these characters rather than the the design and everything. It's Your lack of character development disturbs me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, and then this also I can branch off onto this because and we'll circle back circle back to the fandom and everything. But um yeah, and like I I uh like I go into these things where I am like since now I work out of the call center, mm-hmm. like not in the call center, but I'm I'm a processor now. Like I have to, like I can listen to anything I want during the day and like I can work while I listen to music or mm-hmm. podcasts. So since that is a new development within the last month or so, I've I went on a tear just searching for any like movie or TV podcast that I could find and just kind of like sample each one. So you can see how it's done. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it. That that was a good one. But um <laughs> But like I I so I can have something to listen to and like binge listen to because all of my um like all of my uh, podcasts that I listen to, I've listened to all of like I don't have new episodes to listen to of the podcast I listen to. Mm-hmm. But like the thing that I found in a, a lot of movie podcasts, and I'm not going to name podcasts, although I will mention that the podcast blank check um, with David and Griffin is phenomenal. Like these two guys are um, like, they're actually, uh, at least Griffin is like a working actor. He is in um, the tick on Amazon. And oh, he was, really? Yeah. And he was also in a short film that I saw at Heartland and I interviewed the director, the writer and director of it, uh, Heather Jack. 
in that episode, like I think it was the 2015 uh, Heartland, but um, he was actually in that short film. It was actually a really good short film, but um, called Let's Not Panic. But so like, yeah, the podcast Blank Check is great. And like, like David and Griffin, they both, uh, they riff a lot. Like um, it le- it's a UCB comedy, like branded podcast. And I think Griffin is like a member of UCB or whatever, but like, like it's just their, their, uh, back and forth is hilarious. But anyway, the other podcasts I found and listened to and sampled, um, a disturbing amount of just, uh, um, male voices, which mm-hmm. I'm part of the problem, but I can't really change that. Um, but it like so many, like uh, the majority of podcast hosts are like, it's a cliche, but they're like a majority is just white males. Yeah, every, every guy um, has a podcast. That's, pretty that's much the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this generation's. Let's start a band or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> but um, the thing that I noticed, and I've listened to podcasts in the past where I've I stopped listening because of this. But mm-hmm. like, anytime they they can have the best discussions about movies and everything, and have very informed opinions, but there are certain ones that I've come across that whenever. Anytime they mention any actress, female, like female actress, their go-to response is like, they, they can say like, oh, you know, she was really good in this, but more often than not, it's like, and she's gorgeous and Mm -hmm. she's, she's beautiful. And she's, she, and like, that is like, that's the pinnacle of her worth, the pinnacle of her worth. And like it, it bugs the crap out of me because it's, and it's something that like, like, I'm not going to say that we at the obsessive viewer are are separate from that because like I know that we've had discussions where it's like, Oh yeah, she's, she's attractive in that, but it's always supplemental to like our discussion of it. Like we don't, we don't take a performance by an actress and boil it down to that. We just were, yeah, a group of straight males that are well, and I, I feel like I feel like that's that's still a big double standard in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. men don't have to be attractive right. to be successful. Yeah, but women, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. But for the mm-hmm. for the huge, huge most part, yeah, you have to be. You have to have supermodel level, yeah. you know, looks oh, yeah. and also be the most talented you right. know, woman for the role. Yeah. You know, whereas men, I mean, there's some ugly dudes in Hollywood. Right. You know, yeah. and there, there's the old bit about, you know, the, the sitcom family with mm-hmm. the super hot wife yes. and the, and the fat, slobby, lazy husband, right. you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a trope. It's yeah, like, it is. It's a, it's a whole thing. And like, I, it's, it just, it. Like bugs men, me so men can get by on the merit of their talent alone in right. Hollywood, whereas women exactly. absolutely cannot. Right? You know, yeah. with and with a like, few exceptions, Rebel Wilson, ex- yeah, huh? Melissa McCartney, McCart- McCarthy, McCarthy, McCarthy. Yeah. And like even in those situations, they're pl- they're typecast into a specific totally, type. yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it's so frustrating, and it's like it's just uh, you, will, you will never. I mean. In in today's movie and TV, you will never see like an average woman, right? In like a romantic lead role, yeah. You know, it it does it doesn't really happen, yeah. Like, um, it's just it's it's really aggravating. Like you, see, and if they are, it's like it's like it's always like the the main plot of the movie. It's a it's a bit. It's yeah. like it's, it's yeah into the story. Yeah, like um, like so we you can I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but like. If you have two, like an actor and actress, and you stand them next to each other, um, and say that each one has like a 
some kind of mole on their face, mm. like something like a like a like a beauty mark or something. Like, I guarantee that nine times out of ten, any critique or any any discussion about the actress will be, well, she's got that thing on her forehead or yeah. something. If it weren't for that, yeah, she'd be so hot, right? And it's like it's just so it's not constructive. Yeah. It's just it's very sexist and, yeah. and close minded and stuff. And it's just. Like, there are podcasts that I stopped listening to because that's all that they said. And, like, mm -hmm. there was one that I don't remember what the name of it was. Not that I would even name it on, on, on the air here. But, um, but like, it was like, uh, what, were, what were they talking? They were talking about something. And then they mentioned the actress in the movie. And then, like, one of the guys was like, oh, she was really hot. And these are guys that are, they sound like they're in, like, their late 30s. They're, they're not even, like, early 20s, like, bros or anything. Mm -hmm. They're just, like, mid to late 30s. And they're like, um, yeah, she was really hot in it, and, and she gets naked. And I'm like, are you fucking 12 years old? Like, yes. <laughs> what the what the hell? Like, it's just, it's... Uh, so, yeah, so I think a lot of these so, bros yeah. are butthurt that these women have actual plot points and right. stories to tell in the film and that they are central characters and they're not just vehicles Danzels. for for the men yeah. for the male characters to use to yeah. advance their plots because that's a lot <laughs> right. of times especially in the action franchise mm -hmm. that's what women are yeah you know they're only there to advance the male plot yeah you know because nine times out of ten the male character is going to be the main character in the exactly. film exactly yeah, and like we talked about this about Solo, like oh, Tanya yeah. Newton gets fridged early on in the movie, uh -huh. and it's like, it's like you even mentioned, like you felt like uh, Solo was kind of Disney and, and Lucasfilm's like uh, apology. I really for feel that. like that, yeah, and, and it, especially with yeah. with this with a little more distance between it, it mm -hmm. really just feels like they're like, oh. Our, all the guys didn't like right. our, didn't like our, our movies with, mm -hmm. with with the girl in the lead. Let's yeah. let's let's give them this. Here, right. look, we're still the same movies that that you've always loved. Here, yeah. here it is. Yeah, you know, it just, it's just it really it's, felt like that. Yeah, and and I can I can definitely see that. I don't like I don't know how much of a conscious effort it was if it was because it was a troubled production anyway. Yeah, but like it's clearly like. Um, I don't know. It's just, that's also part of it. It's, it's, it's a prequel with Han Solo. Like it's kind of stuck to the, you know, seventies and eighties style of filmmaking where yeah. that, it, that's what Star Wars was. It yeah. was about Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and them fighting over Princess Leia. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just, uh, yeah. So it's, it's whole, just, it's weird. Yeah. The entitlement yeah. that, that some people can have. Like mm -hmm. I am a fan of this work or this franchise therefore mm -hmm. i have ownership of it right you know and they should cater to whatever i want mm -hmm. it's just it's it's a weird sentiment to have it's yeah. it, but it's not the only type of uh toxic fandom that there is right. yeah um there's uh like okay rick and morty the uh -huh. cartoon yes they've got Can, a weird yeah. yeah fan base and i i, I think yeah. a lot of it is <sighs> guys who they see this show and it's, oh, you wouldn't get it. It's, you know, it's, it's. <laughs> There's the great copy pasta thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, it, but it's, it's, it's just yeah. seen as like this great adult cartoon and mm -hmm. it, it, it is a good show. It is. Yeah. Uh, but, but they're like, oh, oh, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't yeah. get the humor. You wouldn't get, you know, it's, it's too smart or it's too. Yeah whatever the whole thing with the szechuan sauce oh my god where these dudes lost their freaking minds yeah. when mcdonald's ran out of 
Szechuan sauce right. that they wanted so freaking yeah. bad. For like it was <sighs> Have you seen the clip of the dude he's standing yes. on the counter in the McDonald's and he's like, I want my yeah. Szechuan sauce he's, and he's and he's just he's, he's just yelling at the top yeah. of his lungs. And he has his shirt over his head. He's he's uh he's emulating the I, I I haven't seen the latest season of Rick and Morty or whatever season it was that had this, but Pickle Rick, I guess, is a thing. Uh-huh. He's like screaming like I'm Pickle Rick, I'm Pickle Rick. It's and then, so weird. It's so stupid and yeah. weird and like there's a great like copy pasta thing where like it's it's like this default like reaction. I don't I don't think I think it was satire when it was originally written, but it was like uh, to understand Rick and Morty, you need to have a clear grasp of theoretical physics and have like yeah, no what? science and stuff. What? Yeah, and like there's there are some great like uh like clips of like people like like reading that or starting that, and then it cuts to that guy at McDonald's yeah. screaming. <laughs> it's like you guys are it's, clearly yeah. fucking deluded. Um, yeah, but yeah, and like the fandom of like like Rick and Morty, like that is a perfect example because that is a specialty item that was referenced in one episode of yeah. the show to no real like plot element yeah. or anything um for a promotion that McDonald's strictly for random like randomness sake yeah. it was a promotion that they did in McDonald's when Mulan came out in in the 90s and then so obviously McDonald's did the did the corporate thing and like they brought it back because hey they're going to sell a lot of right. shit and it's it's a smart like marketing move but like the entitlement, like people camping yeah. out to get to get this fucking thing because it was referenced because on their TV it, yeah. show. It it's it's absurd. Yeah. Like twenty years from now, how much money is a packet of Szechuan sauce from McDonald's? Oh, you don't want to know. Going to be worth? <laughs> I don't think it'll be worth much. <laughs> I really don't. Not worth the outcry over it, but. Like there is a sense of entitlement with Rick and Morty fans, and it's like it's a, it's weird. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. It's alienated me from the show. Yeah, to be honest, and it, it, that, that's yeah. fandom will do that. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I, fandoms can be mean. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, certain fandoms, if you don't ship the right characters, uh-huh. you know, you'll get death threats online. Right. You know. Yep. Uh, oh, that's your favorite character. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get death threats online. Right. Like, all, like it, it's it's cra- oh you defend this character yeah. you're gonna get death threats right. online. Like it's it's crazy how people will like they'll dox people. Yeah. For oh not agreeing God, yeah. with them. It's ridiculous. And if you don't know what doxing is, mm-hmm. that's like when uh, people will find out the identity of someone on the internet mm-hmm. and post all this personal information so that other people can track them down. Yeah. So they will they, pe- publicly post. Their, yeah. People will post like yeah. their address and yeah. their phone numbers. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a form of virtual harassment yeah. and it can you, be very dangerous. Oh yeah. And like an extension of that. And it's kind of similar, like it's kind of tangential to our topic is, um, swatting. Have you heard about this? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, this is it's this classified as stuff. a prank, but it, what it is is attempted murder. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and especially this climate, like yeah, with, yeah. Someone did this to yeah. uh, David Hogg. Okay. Who is? Oh yeah, the 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 Parkland. Yes, yeah. he was one of the one of the students who survived the the That's Parkland right. shooting. Yes, and someone uh, called the police and and said that there was an incident at 
David Hogg's house mm-hmm. um, said that there was someone dangerous. Uh, I believe they, they said it was someone with a gun. Mm-hmm. The police show up with a SWAT team yeah. and they raid the house. Thankfully, mm-hmm. the family wasn't home. I, I, I think the, the presumption was that the people who, the person who called 911 didn't know that they weren't home. Yeah. They were hoping that the SWAT team would get there find a confused David Hogg and shoot mm-hmm. him and kill him. Yeah. That's and, that's what they're trying to do. And that outcome has happened. Like yeah. there was a I don't remember the specifics. Um I'll dig it up and uh, add it to the show notes uh, in the episode. But um there has been like instances where like gamers like playing like Call of Duty or something yeah. get pissed off at at a player and like there was an incident where they called a swat <laughs> called a pizza just meowed at kirsten um where swat were called at this player's house and like he was killed yeah like by the swat team yeah. and like at this at this time when you know police are under the microscope yeah, tension and, is is at an all-time exactly. high like why like it's it's you're criminal. doing this because you yeah. want that person to be killed exactly it's not a prank exactly it's absolutely not a prank yeah and as an aside, uh, just to everyone listening, there is an incredible documentary called Peace Officer that I saw at Heartland like two years ago. Um, it is about this guy who, um, uh, who he, he was the sheriff of a small town who basically when he was sheriff in like the seventies or something, he basically instituted or he, he, um, gave the the sheriff's department their SWAT unit like he that was part of it like the thing that he did was he mm-hmm. instituted the SWAT unit and then years later decades later um the SWAT like uh his son-in-law I think was had like he had some not mental issues but like he struggled with depression and things and like he was in a truck he was in his truck uh with a gun and he was having like an episode like a manic episode and SWAT were called and SWAT killed him and so peace officer is all about this guy, this, this retired sheriff who knows he's, his, his life has been law enforcement basically going through and explaining like this, the militarization of police mm-hmm. is, is a terrible thing. And this is like, it's, it's an incredible documentary about the state of the world and about law enforcement yeah. and everything. And it's just, it's, it that sounds brings, great. yeah, it's, I think it might be on Amazon prime. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an incredible documentary that I, I highly recommend everyone to watch because it is the kind of like, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get into a whole thing, but like, I respect the hell out of law enforcement. I grew up in a law enforcement family and like, yeah, when you it, like, it is people using law enforcement as a weapon. That, that's against exactly other what people. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's horrible. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's terrible. What yeah. uh, a peace officer is available on Amazon Prime to stream. So I highly, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, but but that just yeah. shows how far people will go mm-hmm. in the fandom. Yeah, you know, and and there's I uh, uh, fandom like apologists. Yeah, you know, people who will defend a celebrity because mm-hmm. they're their favorite celebrity. Like I yeah. think about like Chris Brown. Okay, you know, yes. and and I mean he he. Beat, be, you know, mm-hmm. this, I, I'm sure everyone knows the story. Right. Back when they were dating, Chris Brown and Rihanna got into a fight. He beat mm-hmm. her severely. Yeah. And there are pictures and then. Audio from, uh, yeah. from, from a, uh, the 911 call. Yeah. And it's like, in like, I've read like part of like the police report and everything. Um, and like to say that he beat her is, um, 
a very uh un um underscoring it yeah it, it's like it's like it was horrific it was her like he would have killed her yeah in, and like, and and yeah. you know that people who are like diehard Chris Brown fans, yeah. will you know will will make excuses and mm-hmm. forgive the behavior, right? And that's a that's a, I I that's another form of toxic fan toxic yeah. fandom. Oh yeah, that you will you will willingly excuse mm-hmm. this behavior because you stand this person, right? You know, yeah. I, and stand, also, yeah, stand this person. Yes, I just learned what like I, that. I actually, yeah. yeah, I just learned where where standing where it yeah. came from, and it came from the Eminem song, right? Stan, stand where great song, a, a, a song about toxic fandom, right? <laughs> where this guy is so obsessed with yeah. Slim Shady, right? Uh, and, and and he's and he's and he's so worked up with the fact that Slim won't write him back, right? That he locks his pregnant girlfriend mm-hmm. in the and drives off a, a bridge yeah. and kills them. Oh, yeah. And, and commits murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, he, he, Eminem's writing him back yeah. and then he realizes, yeah. oh, shit, it was, oh, shit you. it was you. You know? Um, and yeah. so that's where that's where the term standing came from. Right. I didn't know that until very recently. Yeah, me neither. I hadn't heard Because I'd heard it and I kind of used it, you know? Oh, really? I, I, oh, I stand the celebrity, you oh, know? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like a thing. You know, yeah. it's like internet speak. Sure, sure. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> and but but that's that's where it came from. But mm-hmm. some people will just go so far. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's, and I mean, I I get having, clearly, I get having that obsessive personality kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I I get really the obsessive latching, viewer. I exactly gets, gets that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never would have guessed. Right, but like I get the idea of taking a hobby or something you're a fan of and. Making that part of your identity. Yeah, yeah. An and and but, I even I even get being upset. Yeah. You know, when when a, a TV show doesn't go your way or right. something. You yeah. know, I, we, we were talking yeah. earlier. I used to love Criminal Minds, the right. TV show Criminal Minds. I watched it since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I watched it all through college, and maybe about four or five years ago, I stopped watching it because the show just became like. It passed the point of ridiculousness right. for me. They jumped the shark in a huge way, and it's sure. just like it's like well, it just became uninteresting. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and. Yeah, I wish that it would have. I, honestly, I wish they would have ended it several years ago. But mm-hmm. but there's a huge part of me that wishes it could just still be like how it was and it's you know right. it's prime. But I don't own that show. Yeah, I was a fan, but they don't have to cater to whatever I it, want and exactly. need out of the show just exactly. because I was a viewer. Mm-hmm. There that was means a, nothing, right? There was a great um, I, like one of the one of the movie podcasts I listened to or was sampling and everything it was uh, the Empire podcast. Mm-hmm. It's Empire Magazine, their like official podcast, and it's uh, it, they they what they do is they do interviews with uh, with filmmakers and they they review movies and stuff like that. So they had an interview with Ernest Klein who wrote Ready Player One oh, and yeah. yeah and wrote the adaptation I believe too. Um, and he was talking about how. Um, basically a big part of Ready Player One, the movie, is that there's, there's an incredible sequence that, uh, goes into, uh, the set of one of my favorite movies. And, uh, it, well, I, I can't really talk about it without spoiling it, but it, it's The Shining. And a big part of the plot is that The Shining is, The Shining, the Stanley Kubrick movie, The Shining, is an adaptation of Stephen King's book that Stephen King hated because it changed so much. So it's this meta thing in Ready Player One because Ready Player One changed a lot of things from the book. And what the, like, the great, like, way that Ernest Cline, um, commented on that in the interview on Empire's podcast is that he said that when you're reading a book, like, it's the same, like, when you're reading a book, you are the, 
you are the screenwriter, director, yeah, yeah. set designer. You're doing everything. Uh-huh. So there is literally no way that they can make a perfect adaptation. Mm-hmm. And Right, because everyone's yeah. interpretation is going to be different. Exactly. And like I feel like it would be um, – I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the Dark Tower in this discussion because oh, I, I yeah, know. Let it out, Matt. Yeah, let it yeah. out. Well, I have. So, <laughs> like, I – it's funny because, like, about – here in a few weeks, it'll be one year since the Dark Tower came out, the movie. Oh, I know. The anniversary's coming yeah, up. Yeah. I, and I'm fine. Like, I don't care. Like, I said my piece about it. I did not – I feel – I don't feel like I – was an entitled... Really, Matt? Because you're like, I'm fine. No, I'm... I'm fine. Really? It's like that scene from Friends where Ross yes. is like, I'm fine. I'm fine. My fajitas. Um, <laughs> I'm a man. But anyway. Um, um, okay, Sheila. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway. So... Like, yeah, when The Dark Tower came out, I was upset because it was not a good it's, – objectively, it's not a good movie. Um, there are many problems with it, and it is an adaptation. Oh, it's not? I've never heard that. I know. No one's ever uh, told me go that. Go to towerjunkiespod.com. Huh. I'll give you some wow. business cards. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, like, it's a bad adaptation. It's a bad movie. Everything. Guess what? It's now almost a year later. I don't care. It's not on, like, I'm not. Oh, you're making... not going to make your own version? No. Starring a white guy? Exactly. I'm not, like, it's. Like the movie should have been. <laughs> it's like, I, it doesn't register with me because, hey, it's a movie. It came out. It wasn't good. Fuck it. Uh, move on. That Move on. Yeah. And that's the thing that, like, this very, very small vocal minority yeah. of Star Wars fans that can't get over the fucking Last Jedi. Yeah. They need to listen to Tower Junkies. And <laughs> but no, it's like... They need like, to find some closure in Yeah. It, like, yeah, it's, I think it all just uh, comes back to ownership. Right. That you're, you, yeah. you, These people feel entitled because mm-hmm. Hollywood has catered to, to their demographic. Yeah. You know, since the beginning of time. Right. And now suddenly it's not. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of feels... Um, I, I feel like it kind of relates to... Uh, the political discourse today as a whole. Yeah. You think about, oh, they're taking away our rights. Well, they're not. Right. They're they're making equal rights for everyone. You think that's taking something away from you, but it isn't. Right. It's, you know, and I feel like that's that's kind of how this fandom, this specifically the Star Wars fandom is mm-hmm. reacting. Like they're taking something away from you, but they aren't. Exactly. You still have the original films. Right. You still have those. And now you have these new movies. And if yeah. you don't like them, that's fine. Yeah. Just get over it and yeah. move on. Start a podcast. But, if, but, but hey, maybe you will like them. Yeah. Give, Give them a, a shot, you know? I'm trying to find this tweet that uh, was so great. I don't remember the context. I just remember the response. Like, is the worst thing really that you enjoy a movie starring a woman? Yeah. Is it, that like the worst thing in the world? Like, literally, what? it's the same kind of thing. Um, and even it's an even more ridiculous thing than, than the, um, thing that I'm going to compare it to, but it's like the same thing of like, uh, people that oppose gay marriage, like, oh, it's going to ruin all marriage. How the fuck is that going to be a thing? Is it, is it really? Yeah. Like how, how is it really going to ruin your fifth drunken marriage that you have with with a woman that you don't even know? Right. Is this really? Wait, how do you know so much about, Never mind. Um, But like it's it's so ridiculous. It's because yeah, it's it's like not, I said, it's not taking anything away from no, you. No, it's not. It's just taking away this perception you have that you have yeah. any kind of ownership over yeah anything yeah. 
like and it's not it's you're not the creator of this this particular thing i can't find it but it was i can't find the tweet but it was amazing it was like a uh um uh someone tweeted something i think it was about star wars and then someone responded like replied to it and said hey i'm uh i'm a writer for so and so a magazine or so-and-so website um i'm doing an article about men who've never pleasured a woman oh i think i can saw I, that can, can i interview I you this? yeah <laughs> or something like that yeah it's like that is so great yeah it was good so i blocked that i blocked him and i reported him to twitter and <laughs> um he was not responding to me i promise um but yeah so it's it's just yeah i can't find it but um yeah it's yeah ridiculous it's just, you know the anonymity that the mm-hmm. internet gives people yeah. is what allows this, yeah. you know, because you can send hate, like, you can say horrible, vicious things mm-hmm. to to actors, to directors, to yeah. writers, you know, and so what? Yeah. You're, you're anonymous. Yeah. It's the first time that we have, yeah. a, like, I could sit here and send a tweet to the director of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And, like, there's a chance that he'd respond. Yeah. Like... I had like the people have a direct line of contact uh-huh. with creative people Every, for the with first everybody. Time. Yeah. 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 It's like it's 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 like in theory it's the beauty of like the internet age is that yeah. we is that you have an open line of communication. Yeah. But it's also breeding like so many just yeah. shitty people. Like I can sit here and send a tweet to Stephen fucking King. Mm-hmm. And he may see it. He may see it. I'm going to tweet him right now. Oh. Yeah. So hey, okay. listen to my podcast. I'm not gonna be I- that guy. <laughs> I love you. No. <laughs> Writer daddy? Horror daddy? Yeah. Horror daddy. Horror daddy. Yeah. yeah. The Dark Tower. The father of clown daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is. Jesus Christ. The Dark Tower books changed my life. I wish you would change the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for them. Are you really doing this? Yeah. Oh. Okay. At Stephen King, the Dark Tower books changed my life. Thank you so much for them. Sent. And there's a, a chance that he would nerd. read that. I know. Oh my God. What if he likes it? And what if he, be, what if we become best friends? Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So. And if he doesn't respond, I'm going to kill him. I know. Right. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to misery him. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, misery is so good. Anyway, um, yeah, anything because this is going pretty long. Yeah, we're kind of to the point where we're rambling a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, it just just to wrap it up. Yeah, people are garbage. People are garbage. They've always been garbage, but now they have a voice. Yeah, except for Stephen King because he's my horror daddy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we've said everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and this is all. For the good, too, because I don't want to give too much voice to the asinine stuff that people Really? Because we do. just talked about it for like an hour. We did. But <laughs> so I mean, here, anymore. everyone listening, yeah. you know, if you ever uh, feel the need to to go out and, and, and uh, I don't know, say some of these horrible things yeah. about actors who are just doing their job, mm-hmm. um... Go to Indie Fringe. Then, uh, go to, is just, that what you were going to do? Just don't, is what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, just don't, don't do it. Yeah. Um, if you don't like a movie, shut up. <laughs> but if they, if they want to berate 
an actress in in a play in Indianapolis. I don't have anything for them. Do you I don't want know, to I don't know what, reiterate? I don't your, know what you're. I don't know what I'm, you're talking about. I, it, I'm trying to give you a venue to, to you know. Well, I don't want to now because you're telling people to come out and yell at me. Well, it's fine because they'll they'll. Uh, it's fine. I'll I'll be the one to start it. Really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. I. Uh, so it's the Pope or a the, the Pope, the Pope walks, walks into, into a, a bar, bar Father, Father Ned. Ned. Is, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, is, that was yeah, such a. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> we finish each other's sandwiches. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's debuting at the the Indie Fringe Theater Festival mm. in August. Um, uh, get online to indiefringe.org where mm-hmm. there's ticketing information and show date yes. information. I won't repeat all the show dates now, but right. um, if you want to get online to indiefringe.org, uh, there's uh, information on there for The Pope Walks Into a Bar, Father Ned. Nice. And Indie I'm Fringe. looking forward to it, as I said. Um, also, while you're getting tickets to events, you can go to shocktoberandirvington.com and get early bird tickets. And then you can yell at Matt. So you can come and well, yell at me and then you can not, go yeah. yell at Matt and you can have yelled at both of us. Right. It would, that's, that sounds like a great way to spend your fall yeah. in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shocktober and Irvington, it's a one night event screening of short horror films from local filmmakers. We raffle off prizes, give away, uh, uh, gift cards to Irvington businesses and we, uh, it, do Q&As and interviews with filmmakers. We will have a cash bar courtesy of our friend Tony at Geeking in Indiana, which you can find at geekinginindiana.com, as well as the Indiana Geeking Podcast. And uh, yeah, he uh, he's he's like such a great guy. He actually just had like a, a personal... <laughs> Wow. I'm here about well, that's to what ta- I think about that. About to say a very heartfelt thing to to a friend of mine and you sneeze and interrupt. I'm sorry, it. I'm being toxic. She, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you're entitled to all of my friendship. I'm entitled to my sneeze. <laughs> that me talking about another friend is threatening you, so you're derailing it. Um, anyway. I felt that coming for like five minutes. I feel so much better now. Jesus. Anyway, uh, Tony just recently had like, um, uh, an, an incident that happened. So, um, like he's, he's recovering and everything. And I'm super happy that he's, you know, getting, you know, back on his feet. But, uh, you know, uh, show him some love on Twitter at Indiana Geeking and, uh, check out, uh, geekinginindiana.com. And, uh, you know, super, super happy that, you know, you guys, you guys are doing okay. Thanks, thanks for the cash bar. Yes. That's it's awesome. going to be, it's going to be that's, great. That's there's cool. going to be, I think we gonna wine. Get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be wine and black acre beer. Oh, cool. Um, so that's going to be good. That's going to be good. Be uh, so I'm going to be wasted when we do our <laughs> Q and A's. Uh, but yeah, again, that's October 12th at playground production studios. And yeah, that's going to about do it for us. And uh, thank you once again, Kirsten, for coming back on. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. This is, this is always a blast. I'm glad. This that, is just that, this yeah. is what we talk about it's normally. Exactly. Just we have microphones on our hands. Yeah. And, and it's, we've been sitting here for so long, it's dark now. We're sitting it is. here in, in, the, uh, in just darkness. Right. Because <laughs> we've been here so long talking. We have. All right. Well, <laughs> that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hi, Pizza. Hi, Pizza. Whoa. Come here. She's like, no, no I'm not going. No, she, nope. kn- she knows what I did. Yeah, she does. She said, you brought this <laughs> demon into my home. Right. But, um, but yeah, so, aww.
you guys are still friends. Oh. Anyway, so what I found, um, so like, yeah, the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can also buy other great Tee Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessivetiny, and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.